What's the best way to cook a steak? What's it like to start a business during the pandemic? What's the deal with keto? Hi, I'm Dave, and along with my partners from Forefathers Food Co., we'll host a weekly podcast called Kitchen Mix. Each week, along with some great knowledgeable guests, we'll chat about the topics related to food, small business, nutrition, and many others. At the end of each episode, we'll share a delicious recipe, details to what we drank, and a cool DJ set. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this edition of the Kitchen Mix Podcast, number nine. And who do I have in my studio today, my special guest tonight, the great Tricky Morera. Tricky, thanks for stopping on by the studio, man. Dave, thanks for having me. This is long overdue. <laughs> very long overdue. I'm telling you, it's very long overdue. And I'm just trying to get into all my, um, all this technology here. So we're just going to be... Uh, talking and, and showing off some stuff, showing off this guy tonight. We've got a great show. We're just going to be, you know, shooting the fat. We talk about um, things we love. We love, you know, the business side. We love the food. We love the, um, the music, especially, mm-hmm. and, uh, and good beverages. So we'll talk about that as well. So uh, I am happy to see um, Tricky in my studio. We talked about this for a long time, man. Very long, long time. time. And about I, a year now, I'd say. <laughs> it's about a year. It's yeah. about a year. We talked about it, then COVID hit. Oh, man. And then it was hometown. <sighs> then it was hometown. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. And we were stuck at our home. We are doing, you know, I, I like we both are in a position where we could, we had work. So we, right. we would be work is no problem. Yeah. Uh, I see Steve Johnson's online from Facebook. Stevie J. What's up, Stevie J? Yes, sir, man. We got uh, some beverages going on. So. Chaws. And uh, we'll talk about that. Cheers, uh, by the way. Hey, on camera cheers. Yes, and on camera cheers. It's nothing without the sip. <sighs> love it. I love it. And that little. <laughs> what are you drinking today, by the way, Dave? Well, <laughs> funny you should ask that. Um, you know, listen, I've been. Uh, we were uh, one of my partners in the forefathers. We were at um, at this little pub or brewery. Sorry, craft beer. Because that's where we're into that, right? right. So we went down right. to the junction. Uh, big up to Hubert. We were down by his neck of the woods. Control and, room. Uh, yes. And what we went to the People's Pint, mm-hmm. which was down there. And uh, Angie, who's the manager there, she hooked us up great with some craft beers. It was fantastic. But beside it, Nickel Nine Distillery. Mm-hmm. And they make their own vodkas, uh, rum. Uh, this thing right here. Jesus, man. I love uh, the bottle. Like, I love the artwork. <laughs> It was, and, and so Chris, who owns this, uh, big up to Nickel Nine Distillery for, for hooking me up with this uh, Apple Jacks, uh, a- Jack Apple, Jackie Apple Jacks, which is a homemade uh, whiskey uh, using uh, apples from our local uh, orchards. Um, so it's really good. Um, I'm showcasing this tonight. Nickel Nine Brewery, Nickel Nine Distillery. Thanks, Chris. Big up to Chris. Guys, got to see him. He's on the junction. Uh, I'll have all the links up later on the podcast. I just don't have it up right now. Uh, and he is a cool cat. So that's what I'm drinking tonight, man. Nice. And you are, you wanted a nice classy, Chianti. a nice Chianti, nice classy red wine, which yeah. he's there. Melanie, 
Big up to Melanie. She is on hey, Twitch. Hey, Mel girl. What's up? <laughs> we are... Uh, I missed you tonight. I heard you were coming to play, and then yes. you weren't here, and I got all sad. I teared up, asked Dave, <laughs> passed me a tissue. I did. He did. It was a horrible scene. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Horrible. Pretty bad. I never saw a grown man cry before, <laughs> but, you know... It happens. Uh, it happens, man. So, <laughs> uh, it's great. I mean, listen, it's, uh, it's fun to have you here, man. Forza Zuri. I don't know if you're... Forza. If it was crazy, crazy game, man. So... Yeah. You know what? You know what the funny thing was? So yeah. this is what I did, right? Okay. I was like, hey, I think I'm going to... I woke up and I and I thought of this idea. I was like, you know what? I want to start a new stream today. I want to call it Tribal. Okay. And I want to focus on tribal music. You know, the, the, the big drums, right. Latino flavors, right. a whole bunch of African flavors. Nice. And I said, I'm going to go live today at, I think, 1 or 2 or 3 o'clock or something. Right. Started playing. Everybody started talking about the game. And I was like, what did I just do? So I completely missed the game. Still haven't seen the game, but I'm very happy that Italy won. Yes. I've been a fan of Italy since, what was it, 1982 when they won? Uh, way, way, way back gonna, in the day, I'm gonna something say, like that. I'm going to say 82 or 84, I think uh, right. one of the two, but I'm Italian. Zoom, Zoom, she's online. It's oh, tricky. Oh, Zoom, Zoom. What's going Great on, Zoomy? Zoomy, Zoom, uh, Zoom. Thanks for guys Boge. for tuning in. Yes, Boge just Boge is in the house. So we've got uh, we've got chat rooms going on on uh, Twitch, uh, Facebook. So we're 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 everywhere. So I appreciate everyone coming on board tonight, and uh, great to see Italy win on uh, on the weekend. It was a, a, probably a disaster downtown, beyond St. Clair oh, or or in Woodbridge on Market Lane. Um, right. right. Michelle, one, two, three, four, five, triple one. Hey, one, two, three, four, five, triple know, one is I'm, back. I know who that is. <laughs> Paulette. Paulette, I know that's you. Ah. Is I that Paulette? Okay, see, yeah. now I know. I'm putting right. the connection together. Because they all come in your stream, right? Well, so. yeah. Well, the thing was with Twitch is you see the handles, right. and you can't necessarily... Like, it's funny, because everybody that comes into the room, and this is a true story, I have a visual of what you guys look like, but I may be <laughs> completely wrong. Well, you know what? I do that all the time. I'm like, how the fuck does that person look like? And, and it's uh, it's a general thing. Like, when you hear somebody's voice, you right. you think of something. Right. Um, so I, I, I literally, can I tell you a quick story while Absolutely, we're on the topic of not man. knowing what people look like? So when I was on Flow, I was on Flow for like 10 years, as everybody knows. And uh, I went to visit a, a gentleman who had bone cancer, unfortunately, okay. and he wasn't doing too well. So his sister called me up and said, you know, he's a really big fan of your music and your your skills. He listens to your show all the time. You know, if you have any CDs or anything um, that oh, I can nice. download or you can give to me that I can give to him. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. he's he's pretty close to, to moving forward right. in his life. Right. And uh, I said, you know what? I got one one thing better. I'm going to drop it off to him. Um, so that same week, I met Alicia Keys, and I asked her to sign a, a book. She gave me one of her books. Stop. Yeah, signed the book. I brought the book to him. I gave him the book. Man. He read that in the hospital. I gave him a whole bunch of CDs. And um, he was very happy. And unfortunately, the week after, he did pass away. Okay. So it was great to make that you know human connection with him. Right. But the best part about this was... When I walked into the room, um, his voice was a little coarse, and he looked at me and he went, "Tricky," and I go, "Yeah, what's going on? How you doing?" He goes, "I thought you were black." <laughs> <laughs> it was a true story, wow. and I was like, "Well, this is me." He goes, "Well, you know, flow and everything. I just, I, I never put it together. I listened to you for years." Yeah, that's like, hilarious. Oh my god! But it's funny because you do conjure up, you know, yes. how a person looks sure. in your own head. And sure. you may be completely off, but... No, it's true. It made it's me true. laugh so hard. We had such a great time and... Uh, Unbelievable. You yeah. got to cherish those moments, man. You really do. You do, because it's really crazy, do. man. You really um, do. Yeah. You know, we're getting bashed in here by Zoom Zoom saying that I outed 
I, I outed somebody online there for Michelle, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, Boge, yes, you know who I'm interviewing, buddy. Come on now. Come on. Boge, Boge. And he just lives, you know, he lives like maybe two minutes down the road from me, which is uh, pretty, it's pretty slick because we would, yeah. would help each other with some equipment. I, well, I'd bother him for some speakers, but... Um, yeah. Boge and I are doing a little boat cruise this weekend. Uh, it's a private nice. private event, but we're on a boat. On a boat, we're he playing mentioned some he's music. Doing a boat. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, man. so uh, big up to you yeah, for no, hooking good, that one up, Boge. He's a good cat. Uh, he's a good yeah. cat. I've known him for a, a bunch of years. So yeah. uh, I'm glad everyone's tuning in tonight, guys. We've got a great show, and um, you know, listen, we're gonna talk to this man right here. You know, we talked about. Uh, you know, just having to get you on board, coming down, come down to the studio, and um, you know, so we just sort of, I guess, you wanted just to prepare yourself and you know, make sure everything's everything's cool, you know, right. and, and and that. So, um, you know, I I have I have my mixed feelings about um, you know the vax and all that sort of stuff, and I'm not right. going to get into that stuff. Okay, right. the shows the show's a positive show. It's about and, and listen, it's not negative or positive. It's just. Whatever. I'm going to move on to something different. So, yeah. uh, guys, we are live tonight in the studio. Woo. The Kitchen Mix um, the, ki- the Kitchen Mix podcast, and we're episode number nine. So, uh, long overdue podcast. Yes, Boge. We're just, it's the Kitchen Mix podcast is a pop-up podcast. Right. I used to have it where it was more of a, a weekly event. Um, man, it's a lot of work putting this shit together, I tell you. It is. People don't understand the amount oh. of time and dedication it, it takes to put a stream together. It does. Like, I mean, like, really? you know, you saw when you walked in what, what it took to get this background. And by the way, this is at Tricky's backyard. This is his This is his uh, music studio in his backyard. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we're live on location. Even though we're at his place. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is, um, listen, it's long overdue. It's You see how... You see what it takes to to put this shit together, and and it's um, it's crazy. So, but in the end, it's a lot of fun, right? Um, it is. I am super super stoked that you're here. Uh, you know, I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. You know, just get to know you more about uh, what's going on. I mean, you've been, man, you've been like, fuck, you've been like, you know, on TV. You've been like on radio. <laughs> you're still on radio or working for the radio. But yeah, I am glad that you were. Um, you're here. We're going to talk about you. We're in the studio. Like I said, the backdrop is, I don't even know where we are in the backdrop. It looks fucking beautiful, though. <laughs> it's but gro- gorgeous. It's like an open. I like those gr- racks. Right? It's like a. Gr- I'm all should, about racks. Should, <laughs> right? Boge, Boge knows my rack. I, lo- I like racks, too. But Oh, the stereo racks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but it looks like it's a garage facing back, and it's, it looks kind of cool. So mm-hmm. anyways, we're, we're in some guy's fucking studio, and we're going to have a good time tonight. So, there you go. Um, so anyways, listen, man, it's good to see you. Tricky, tell us a bit about yourself. Not too much to know, really. I mean, uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start? I started in the music Dude, business start. as a dancer. I okay, was let's, a- let's go pre-dancer. Okay, let's, pre-dancer. Let's go, like, where did, you, where did you grow up? Like, what's your background? Wasn't a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of dancing, ladies. Well, Boge, Unfortunately. Boge might, Boge might like that. No. <laughs> so tell us, tell us before... Before the pre-dancing, what where where'd you like? What's your background? Nationality. Well, uh, nationality. Okay, so I am uh, Indian, English, Portuguese. So I'm ah. a, I'm a bit of a mix. So I guess in India, the Portu- Portuguese colonized Goa, right. uh, which is an area of, of India and Ireland. Okay. And essentially, there's a lot of uh, Indian Portuguese babies that came out of that one. Wow. So I'm uh, essentially Moreira 
is a Portuguese last name, but my father is a brown man. Okay. And my mother, uh, you know, also India was part of the British colony for, for many awesome. years too. So my mother, who is essentially fair skin and white like the rest of her yeah. family, yeah. was born and grew up in India. Okay. So she speaks the language, you know, wears saris and all that stuff, but she's right. a very fair lady who married this brown gentleman who just <laughs> had to have a Portuguese background in him. Absolutely. So half my family is from England, the other half is from India with a Portuguese descent. So that's that's essentially where I come from. Awesome. That's actually yeah. an awesome mix, man. My wife's Portuguese. Yeah. Oh, nice. So her nice. her parents, um, her dad is from Madeira. Mm-hmm. So a beautiful island. Right. Love beautiful. It. I was Love just it. in Portugal right before the pandemic hit, and I was in Lisbon, and it was just yeah. gorgeous. Oh yeah, I still I want. I still it. want to visit. Like we landed, we land in um, the not Azores. that kind of dancer, Zoom Zoom girl. <laughs> we landed. We landed in the Azores. <laughs> And then we oh, took up, wow. then we take the flight to Madeira, right? But the Azores apparently is beautiful there. Hmm. Anyways, let's let's talk about dancing. Um, so, so you so you basically you got into. Ooh, ooh, uh, I did. Can this, you pop? Can you pop? Can oh you yeah, pop? oh yeah. I can. Well, now I just pop bones. <laughs> <laughs> I just look like a fucking fool right now. But anyways, um, but no. So, when I, when I was, so so when I was growing up, essentially breakdancing was huge, and right. dancing in general. So right. my parents were dancers. They used to love ballroom dancing and oh, literally cool, getting down. You know, they weren't classically trained or anything like that. But that's what they did mm. in their generation. There were slow jams. There was dancing, there was disco dancing, right. there was, you know, they loved ABBA, they loved Bomniam, they loved Neil Diamond, they loved Connie Francis, they loved so many different artists out there. Um, it really opened up me to music and sure. records, and yes. they had a beautiful sound system, and it was an Akai and a dual turntable. Loved Akai. Amazing back then, incredible sound. And uh, literally, I would be the guy that would turn on the records, right? And they'd be like, hey, Sean, go do this. Sean's my real name, by the way. Um, so, he so, added yeah. himself. He added himself. <laughs> well, I think people know I that by know, now. I know. <laughs> but, uh, but so, yeah. So I used to go and, 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 and turn on all the records and, you know, do the chica 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 yeah, with, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, with yeah. the turntables, which was very <laughs> bad because there was no slip mats. And I was literally breaking the belt on the turntable. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I just kind of got into music and I got into dancing mm. because we would always dance. We would always have parties like they would be family parties but you know right. families 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 get together yeah, yeah. one day would be in somebody's uh, uh, basement it seemed like we would do that every single week right so there was right. always music around me there was always right. dancing and then I got into break dancing so break dancing was the thing for me oh man I won many awards in break dancing did so you really yeah we grew up That's in awesome, Ke- we grew up at, at, in Keelan Finch Okay. So Keelan Finch is not too far away from Jane and Finch. Right. So I was part of the Jane and Finch Rocksteady crew. I was like Woo! the light-skinned kid in the crew. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And we won. Uh, it was a big competition. I was on the front of the Toronto Sun uh, with my crew. I was literally doing one of these poses. Why did you send me a picture? I, put it I don't even here, have man. it. Oh, my I, God. I'm dying to find that. But it was literally <laughs> on the front page back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was my introduction. So going into high school, I mean... I started collecting my own music. I started getting to right. DJing myself right. for, for one of my birthdays. I asked my father for a mixer. He didn't know what it was, but he's like, ah, well, you want it? I'll get it to you anyways. Yeah. And I would just mix his cassette with his turntable and just do the beat matching as a kid. I'm talking about like grade four, grade five, grade six. Wow. Yeah, so um, that's where the DJ part came into it. But yeah. I was always a dancer first because right. I would be dancing with my sister, listening to, me, to yeah, tunes, yeah. not mixing them, but just dancing to them. Right. Right. Uh, so that's yeah. awesome, man. That's yeah. fantastic. I mean, um, and your siblings, how many siblings do you have? One, I just got one, one older one, sister. One older sister. Yeah. Ah, 
Sum Sum says, so you can think you can dance. Well, you know what? I think that one time... I was on that show, by the way. I was on So You Think You Can Dance Canada. Dude, where... And you know, I I, I believe my partner was... um, Oh, man. Why are you doing this to me? Melissa Agrello from the um, the, the Breakfast Television or whatever. Um, um, One of the hosts. uh, Was she from... Melissa Agrello. Am I right, guys? Greco or Melissa? Greco. Greco. She was from... Is it Greco? She was from like uh, Entertainment Canada. Is that entertainment? Is that no? She's currently currently on the social. Okay, so I'm not too the sure. Filipino. Oh, the Filipino. Oh, the okay. No, this one was a blonde girl. So. Okay, so we were on. So you think okay. you can dance? Okay, so you so you're on. Th- okay, I was also on American Idol Canadian version. Dude, you are like impressing the shit out of everybody. Well, here, I was man. on it because I was the media idol and ah. I was the media dancer. So before they go live, right. you know, because I was on Flow for many years, yeah. they would invite certain people from the media on those shows gotcha. to kind of kick off the show. For them, it was promo. For us, yeah, we were still yeah. on the TV show. So you could actually go back <laughs> and look at those shows and see me singing. And see me dancing nice. on those shows, that's, that's, which is hilarious. I wasn't a contestant; awesome. I was a contestant between the media contestants. Right? Okay, I get it. I but we you. we kind of we didn't win anything. We did it for fun for one day. For sure, man. Yeah. For sure. That's that, that's awesome. And you guys, so you got into dancing, you got into, into the whole crew break dancing. And I'll just tell you a quick thing: is that I was also into break dancing. Right. Nice. Um, and I loved it uh, when it's I was battle. when I was. You know what? Fuck it. Let's let's, let's get go. the. I got the <laughs> linoleum floor. <laughs> I got the harbor floor going. I know. I got to pull out my terry. What pants. was your What was your signature move? Oh my god! My signature move was actually I did. Uh, I was no problem doing a windmill. Okay. Yeah, I love okay. the windmill. No hands. No, no, no. I had okay. to do hands. If I do yeah. no hands, if I even attempt to do anything right now, I'm going to dislocate my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So I tried <laughs> to do something like that and. Like I did, I DJed a party one time at a, right. at a uh, local bar, and I and I was like, you know, feeling pretty good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I just thought, okay, I'm gonna get into it, and I I started doing the two step on it, and I'm like, and my wife's looking at me like, don't you fucking do it? You don't started you, you started the up rock. Don't do that. Don't do it. She's like, and I'm like, okay, I'll go back there because I knew that if I did that, I would either dislocate my shoulder, right, and or whatever. And, and, and yes, yes, Zoom Zoom, grab the cardboard. We are ready to go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, That's been for me. Oh Cartel's my God. in the building. Hey, Cartel, the man, dude. This guy, respect, mad respect to this guy right here, man. Man he, in the hour, tunnel of power. Yes, he has a cool Tuesday night show, man. Yeah, he does some he crazy does. old school house. He and does hip hop. This guy is awesome with oh, like the shit that he pulling plays. out some great vinyl. Oh my god, unbelievable! Big up to you, man. Big yeah, up man. To you. Michelle Diva. Michelle Yo, Diva. What's up, girl? You were supposed to be here tonight. I'm not gonna get you upset. <laughs> I know you were supposed to be here tonight, and. Uh, Listen, another time is no problem. We got uh, lots of room in the studio. Yes, in yes. this backyard fucking studio got going Pow. here. So look at it, it's daylight, man. Even though it's like it's nine fifty. Look at the daylight out of this yeah. thing. It's craziness. <laughs> My uh, signature move is the backspin. I was gonna tell you the backspin. Yeah. Okay. I used to wear a K K way jacket. <laughs> spin like a motherfucker. I could spin like thirty fucking. What? 30 times in one spin. I would just keep going and Dude, going. You're like thirty eight pounds. But of you, course you're but, fucking. But check this out. I had a move. I called it the trick. Okay. I have been, guys, uh, true story, I have been tricky since I was in grade seven or eight. That was my breakdance name. That's how that name extended from 
way back when, up until today. It never wow. started as a DJ name. It was a breakdancer name because somebody told me you had, bro, you got tricky moves, man. And I was like, <laughs> bam, that's my name. That's tricky. my name, man. Tricky. That's my name, Tricky. And how long, and what age was that? Uh, again, I was probably in grade seven, grade six, grade wow. seven. Wow. Yeah, long time ago. Wow. Long time ago. But yeah, I had this move called the trick. So I used to go like, like spin my wreck and then I would be flying in the air backwards, land into the splits. Do a floor Jesus pattern, Christ. yeah. Spin into a crazy, crazy backspin. From the backspin, I pop into a windmill. From the windmill, I pop into a headspin. Are you kidding me? No, I, I'm telling you. Guys, I you want to see dancer, this tonight. Do you guys want to see dancer. this tonight? You want to see this tonight? You'll see blood. <laughs> You'll see blood. That's what you will see tonight. Oh my god! I think we're gonna see like uh, the the hospital. You're gonna see like nine one one. We yeah. see the ambulance come down. If we both attempt to do something, I know you right. could for sure. You no, can. Me, no, done. I'm a, I'm like way too out of shape for that shit right now. <laughs> I love dancing, but you know, I would love to get back into it again. Honestly, I'd me love too. To get it. Yeah, crazy. Let's do it. Okay, we're gonna do that. We're gonna the, we'll call it. We'll call ourselves the Fogels, <laughs> the old fogies. I love Welcome it. Welcome to the room, the Fogels. <laughs> you are crazy with the names. Like right off the bat, you're like that. That's unbelievable. Oh, that's uh, that's funny, Diva. That's great. Um, I want to say, Michelle, thank you for modding the sites that we have going. You've got a lot on your plate. She is a mad modder, uh, boss woman. She does a lot of stuff for everybody for cartel. Cartel's um, in. You know, cartel, you're in, buddy. Fogel. Yes, you're in. I got. I could see you doing it, man. I could see you doing it. <laughs> Boge is in. Boge will be the DJ. Oh, Boge. You, you, Boge will play that. <laughs> you you play always that, need a DJ. He's going to play that eight-bar loop. He's just going to yeah, play that eight-bar loop. You know, he's going to play that, and that's it. He's got to play it. He's got to play it. So then you got into, so anyways, growing up, what I like, what I saw you doing was, so when you got into DJing, what age did you get into DJing? Uh, again, I was really young. Um, well, no, like I should say getting into your gigs. Like when did you get into Dude, gig? it was elementary school. Um, really? Eh? Yeah, but it was, awesome. it was a different gig. Like, like I said, with me, music was just always a part of my life. Um, I, I know it sounds really cliche, but it, it just really was true because I would always play my parents' music. So from, from my parents, everybody, like I'm talking about the parents now, would be like, oh, ask Sean to play the party. So every time we would do these dance parties that I told you about, go right. from house to house right. to house, right. I would be the guy playing the Neil Diamond and the ABBA and, you know, like like everybody that I mentioned you're before. Getting, you're getting the Fogels at that time right. up and dancing. Right? right, but they all loved my selection. Right? right, because they're like, oh my God, you're the Engelbert Humperdinck, the <laughs> the Jim Reeves, the stuff that you play is yeah, just yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my parents had the music, and I would show up with the records, and I would play. Now to move mm. on to that, then that moved into like grade six, grade seven, where I would show up. I rem I vividly remember in the Kill and Finch area where I DJed a friend's party. I can't remember who it was. I remember the basement. I remember it was packed with like little little kids, right? right? And I was about the same height too because I was little. <laughs> <laughs> right still little but uh but i would be playing music again yeah. and, and it started from there and it kept going and then you know basement parties that's where my whole bang on the basement furnace came when i did flow it was just everybody used to be like bam 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 on the basement furnace in scarborough when i did scarborough parties right, right? right. so it was just a thing it was a known thing right you bang yeah, on the basement furnace man. play some reggae and some <laughs> some some hip-hop and people be banging the shit out of your furnace bro Dude, that's awesome man. but yeah so i got started there but my actual very first club gig yep. an actual club club that i was a resident at I dabbled, so like I played a gig at Club Z, I, uh, 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 Zone, 
uh, inner city surf club superstars. But my main, main, main gig was Club Max. That's when it was my night. And I was there every single week. So that was your residence. That was my residence. And that was, uh, I believe I was in grade 10. Hmm. 10 or 11. Something wow. Like that. Grade 10, 11. Yeah, but, it was, but all ages was a big thing back right. then. Matt C was, was doing RPM. Okay. And then I was doing Club Max. And uh, they were two of the biggest nights ever for for clubbing. It was like you didn't know whether you're going to RPM or Max. And in fact, you do both. But I used to get to the club at about, I'd say about 8.45 because it right. opened at 9. Right. But the lineup started at 7 p.m. So by the time you got there, there was thousands of people in line, and you would walk the line like a freaking superstar being in, you know, grade 11, like, yo, yeah, what's up? And you knew everybody because it's high school, right? I know, man. So I started very young, very young. I'm surprised I'm still here, man. I've had so many retirement (laughs) moments in my life where I've just said, you know what, fuck it, I've had enough. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm just done. I really have. I, I was going to f- retire at least 50 times in my life where I've literally, co- like, really said to myself, I'm yeah, done. Yeah. No more. I'm done. Seriously, eh? Really, 100%. I actually do feel the same way because I did, to go back to the your, that age group, was 15, I think 15, I did my first wedding DJ. Right. I did my first wedding. It was for my friend, right. sister. right. And I had everything going. So then that's when I got into it and, yeah. and uh, basically got into... Uh, How you doing, man? Good to see you, bro. This is the oldest. That's my oldest, Lucas. All right, Lucas. Lucas tricky here, buddy. Dave's yeah, son we're, is we're here. Live. We're live. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's in a right... Okay, give me one second. Yeah, no problem. I'll just talk to you guys. So No, don't be sorry at all. Cartel, Zoom Zoom Girl, Remember When. Good meeting you too, Luca. Drive safe. <laughs> and don't forget, nothing, nothing under one thirty. <laughs> oh man! So I tell you, when I was um, when I was into it, I got into DJing at a young age as well. Right. And then then I stopped because yeah. I thought to myself, actually, my father was like, "How could you? How could you make money? How could you make a living off DJing?" Right. 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 And I think we all then, got that. We all got that talk, yeah. right? So then I got into the trade, and I got, then yeah. I left. I left DJing, but music yeah. was always really into into you, right? Because they right. know the stairs and the cars, yeah. and I got to have this, yeah. the Pioneer 6x9s way right. back when, right? So it, it's more of like that's how it started, and then it, then it stopped. But then it was like almost went into a hiatus yeah. until I got into my, until I did, you know, um, Couple adult entertainment facilities, right? Okay, and then, uh, and then, then my buddies um, turned forty at that that age, and right. then I started doing the parties, and you start bringing back all the old school stuff. And they're like, "Oh my god, this is fucking right. crazy!" Nice. So again, that's where we got into it, and, that, and that's that's and Boj, you could probably justify what's going on. It's the same thing as what we all did is that we stopped, and then we got mm-hmm. back into it again, right? right? So, see, with me, I I personally never stopped. Okay. But it was all like it was always something. I mean, I think I was, and, and with all humble, like like to to kind of be humble about it, but at the same time to share my life experience with you. Right. I have been busy in the DJ world since the day I started at Club Max until today. Wow. Like I have never stopped. There was times where back in the day when I first started, and I'm talking about like when nightclubs right. were the shit, the fucking best thing in Toronto were fucking nightclubs. 
They, back I was then playing it was five. A, back then it was amazing. I was playing amazing. five to six nights a week. Like I had residencies at, like I mean, you name it, you right. name it. There was Club right. Max, there was Oz, there was uh, Superstars, there was Surf Club, there was Spectrum. There was, oh, yeah. I mean, I can go on and on and on. For you know, sure. then you hit Adelaide and you had all those clubs down Adelaide. And Crazy. I was playing some of the biggest events. At one point, I wasn't used to a crowd smaller than at least 1,400 people. It was always big clubs. Like the Phoenix was huge. RPM was huge. Wow. The warehouse was huge, wow. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Club Max was huge. I mean, it was three floors as well. So That's I was used nuts. to massive, massive gigs. And I think I was, what was really great and what's really humbling about, I think, my experience is knowing that I came from the underground as well. Because mm. not only the nightclubs, but I was doing basement parties. I was doing right. warehouse parties where literally my DJ partner back in the day, DJ Tintin, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sad to say it, but, uh, or I'm not ashamed to say it, but right. Tim Tim used to break into warehouse parties. I mean, warehouse parties. We used to break into warehouses that were abandoned, literally climb up into the second floor, bash the window, come down, unlock the door. We'd open it up. We'd set up a sound system in there. Oh we'd throw a party. God. We'd hand out little flyers, like little squares, yeah. and the shit would be fucking that incredible. A thousand awesome. people showing up, and we would be banging oh out God. house music with one red light on the DJ booth, and that was it. You know what I mean? So I came from some, some really cool beginnings where you can never duplicate this stuff in this day and age. That is you know? awesome. I came from, from, from a time where there wasn't a superstar DJ. Like, like right. the superstar DJs were your local DJs. There was right. no rock star DJs. Nobody was getting paid, you know, half a million dollars for a right. show like right. Tiesto or something. Yeah. You're right. getting a couple hundred bucks and you were making money at the door and you were selling booze illegally. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So that, that's that's what you were doing to kind of uh, wow. uh, follow your passion. It wasn't even yeah. about making money. It was about, bro, we can get a whole bunch of people together that are our friends and people we haven't met. Right. And they're going to watch us play music. Fuck, count me in. I'm and they're in. gonna tell their friends and they're gonna tell their friends. Right. And it was always Woo! about man. It was about learning the art. And and it's funny because I had a conversation with Boge about this the other day yeah. where you know, people see me like there there came a time where I would you walk into a hip hop club and people go, Hey, what are you doing here, man? You're the house house guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. bro, Boge knows I used to have a kid and play hair kid and play haircut. What? Oh man, Send I'll, I'll me post those it, pictures, man. dude. I will. Jesus. But I started playing hip hop. I mean, any of the '80s and the '90s hip hop yeah, music, yeah, I yeah. know every track word for word. I know the melodies. I used to DJ them. That's what I started DJing was hip hop, R and B, reggae, soca, and calypso. Nice house music. I got into it earlier on. Okay, but it was just being introduced. And I think the right. brilliance about our generation is. We live in a beautiful time for music, and mm -hmm. I'm sure all of you guys watching can agree. Right, right. We had New Wave. We right. had people like Nirvana, yep. New Order, yep. Depeche Mode, David Bowie. Then we had, uh, uh, you know, greats like Big Daddy Kane, Eric B. and Rock Kim. We heard Nas come out, Cypress Hill, you know, uh, uh, Leaders of the New School and Busta Rhymes when he was right, new. Right. Um, moving on to ACDC, yeah. Def Leppard, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and really we saw so many genres explore, become huge in what they are, and really get exposed to music that all sounded different. And right. I don't want to be an old fogey guy going like the music nowadays, but... I find like, for example, with trap, I love trap. Boj and I were having another conversation about this. Yep. Prince, of course, don't ever forget Prince. Never. But um, All time favorite. But with trap music, like I said, I, I, I love all music because I'm a music guy. 
but I do find that for a while there, the beat and the melodies were da 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 You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. you just knew what to expect. Whereas when we were growing up, every artist wanted to stand out and mm. sound completely different from the other. Right. They were all competing with each other. Yeah, yeah. DJs were competing with each other. Everybody now is doing the kumbaya thing where everybody <laughs> wants to group together. Right. Absolutely. But to be honest with you, competition is what brings the best out mm. in everybody. You're absolutely right about that, man. And and I've always been a very very competitive person, and yeah. I, and I don't care to say it. I, I I I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm one of the best DJs in the world, but fuck, I have put so much into DJing that I think in my own head I can knock many DJs out of the right. fucking park. Right. And why? It's not because I have a big head. And I was talking to Boj about this as well about the humble aspect, right? right. Why in hip hop can you say I'm the best? I'm the best. I'm number one. I'm a you know. And in house, you have to be like, oh, thank you so much, guys. No, you know what? I've worked my ass off. Right. I think I'm one of the best because of the amount of time that I've put into it. And what right. I expect from a right. DJ is the same thing I want to put out. Now, I mean, I'm not saying I'm the best, but <laughs> in my head, I know what it takes to be right. on an upper echelon and to kind of stay there and yeah. reinvent yourself always over and over and over. That's the whole part of branding your business, branding a, a name for yourself, okay? Right. I want to say a big shout-out to Chico You, He's online right now. Yo, Chico! Unbelievable, Chico. Great to see you. And Love G, that guy. G Money is also on board. G Money's online. Yes, sir. One. Unbelievable. These, I, I love all these guys. Me love too. everybody. You know what? These guys have been, you know, we, we support, we all support each other. Right. Um, right. And, and we just talked about, you know, the controller that we use, the Denon controller that, that Chico yeah. uses and so forth. But I, I just want to. I hate your controller, Chico. I hate it. <laughs> one's on the left, one's on the right. Get rid of those pitches. Chico, don't listen. No, no I was kidding. Um, but uh, honestly, you know, I think I think what you, the business side of it, you're branding yourself as a DJ, which is, which you want to be, you want to be, uh, it's like any business. You want to be up here. You want to focus up here to be the, to be like, oh, hey, thanks for, for hiring me for this much, blah, blah, blah. Like, you want to be like, I'm not a cockiness type of DJ. Right. That's I'm not, not trying that's to be not cocky. No, that's not what it's no. about. It's just about, um, it's about just being humble, but being good about it. Like, you're passionate about it. That's what you want to be. You're that's passionate exactly about it. Right. right. Right? And we all have that passion. Like, my passion for music, um, my passion for music, my passion for cars, which you're into cars yeah, as well. I like cars. You know, and which I didn't know. Also, you're into hot sauces. Love hot sauces. And, uh, and <laughs> we are, you know, obviously the Forefathers brand of hot sauces. I'm going to plug yep. it. It is of this course. podcast is brought to you by Forefathers. <laughs> and we have our lineup of sauces right here, which we have the Piri Piri. Uh, I have the Habanero, Cayenne, and the Jalapeno. Those are all for you to try out. I want you to I try them wait. out. Okay. I cannot wait to try and this. And I, I, I want you to. Um, uh, we're also going to give away another four pack yeah. to a lucky, a lucky viewer online. What? So Tricky is going to give that away towards the end of our podcast uh, for the for a lucky listener online. So you guys got to be on here. You got to be talking. You got to be you know cutting us up. Whatever you want to do, I don't care what it is. We don't bring give it. a shit. It's just bring, bring it on, right? We're talking about <laughs> business. We're talking about food. We're talking about uh, music, love, everything. So. Um, Drop the beat. We got Arcadia online. We got Arcadia online. She actually has some of our uh, one of, has our sauces as well. Nice. Um, and listen, you also have a hot sauce. I do have a hot sauce. Okay. Well, listen. 
Mr. Competitor. Let's fucking let's do this. No, uh, remember I, my whole thing about competition. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I let's talk about what you got going on your hot sauce. Yeah. So the, my my hot sauce it, it's 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 been around for about three years now, um, and it's called Tricky's Fire Sauce. Tricky's Fire yeah, Sauce. Yeah. Okay. So for the past year, actually, I haven't. Uh, I haven't produced it because of the pandemic and stuff. Right. It, it costs so much money to mail right. it out and stuff like that. So I just kind of put it on hold. But mine is, it's called Tricky's Fire Sauce because it's extremely flavorful. In fact, many of my my peoples that I look for for um, uh, feedback are, you know, people from the tropics and stuff like that. Right. Because right. countries like that in India, they eat a lot of hot sauce. Sure, so absolutely. it took me a good year and a half to make the ingredients for mine. Mm. Um to a point where everybody that has tasted it has said they love the flavor. Now, the heat is different level heat. It's hot. Right. I'm from India, like I said. My father, I grew up on curry and rice. You can take that shit, man. I can take it. In fact, I cannot take something that doesn't have spice in it. To be Ah, honest with you, I got to have spice on everything. But it's got to be flavorful spice. Right. So with my particular hot sauce, it's about the heat and that's why i call the tricky's fire sauce because i wanted people to to taste the heat yeah um, but yeah. also flavor is way more important to me than the heat you know kind of like yours right very very flavorful and i cannot wait to try this because I'm, hot yes. sauce and piri piri sauce i mean this is my shit i love it dude I am happy that you are trying this out. I mean, the lighting is a little bit off, but the jalapeno down below is is green, and that's a nice orange. But listen, you're gonna, your bows, you're gonna get some too. Don't worry about that, man. You are, you already know that I'm gonna give you some. So, um, but yeah, I'm super excited for you to try it out. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, and tell me what you want right. to tell me some of the things that you can use the sauce with. Uh, because the sauce is basically so versatile, and I'm sure yours is as well. We're not. It's all natural, okay? Right. All right. natural. There's no sugar. It's Amazing. gluten-free. It's sugar-free. It's nut-free. It's keto-friendly. Right. Uh, it, it's fucking everything yeah. friendly, <laughs> okay? Amazing. And um, it's all natural. It's earthy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to plug it. You know, it's a great sauce. I'm totally... I need to, say, I need to sample your sauce as well. So when you got oh, some going... Sure. Bring it over to my place. I shall. Um, because honestly, and, and and we can share feedback on what we use it for. Like, I'd love right. to use your sauce and try it on different recipes and sit and vice versa. So you tell me, right. Dave, listen, I fucking use this. I use with it ribs. on absolutely everything. Like, even all of these sauces that you gave me right now for right. yours, I put them on my, on my eggs. Beautiful. I put them on Beautiful. Uh, uh, a roti. I'll put them on nice. uh, a toast. How about, how about Chico? On, Chico, would you put pasta? it on pasta? Would you put it on rice, Chico? Would you put it on some rice? Tell me yes or no. Uh, Chico will put anything on rice. Hey. He can't eat rice right now. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah, he's on, he's on a rice diet. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, he's on a rice diet. But Chico, Rob DeBoom, and myself are doing a backyard party at Chico's house this weekend. I believe it's oh my Sunday. God, Is that still happening, awesome, Chico? Man. But yeah, we're 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 gonna get together and drop a couple of tunes and just Dude, barbecue and have some Korean barbecue. Awesome. And, bring this yeah. shit over, man. Yeah, uh, and I think Boge might be showing up too. I will definitely bring it over. How about that? Boom. Okay, you got bring it, it over. Boom. Try it out. Done. Just try it out. Let's see what you it. like it. Let's do it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> love it. Chico, man. This guy is In fact, here's here here okay. here's some advice for your, your next okay. podcast with people. Sure. Make some chicken wings and have them try your hot sauce while they're on mm. air. You know what? That's kind of you yeah. know what we did think we, because cocktail. it's great for me to say this looks good, but if I were eating it right mm. now, I would be like, "Oh man, All the tanginess is, is 
You know what I mean? All we'll be hearing is like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that's like, it. <laughs> you know, that's a- AMSR is a big business. You know, is it? Yeah, like uh, if you go online and you listen, you can watch people eat. Seriously? Huge, huge in Asia, massive. Oh my! Millions God. of viewers. My mother watches it. No way. No word of a lie. My mom says, you know, I watch these uh, these Japanese kids. That she, <laughs> she's like, I, I just watch them eat because it's it looks great, and you just can literally taste it and hear them. Tasty, but but they'll have they'll have a it. mic and they'll just be. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. People, come on. You oh, know this. You've oh, seen it, right? Look who's look who is here tonight. Uh, Rob. Oh my Boo. gosh! Look who it is. Cheesecake and hot sauce. <laughs> we can we make that happen? We can make that happen. Yeah, Rob. Rob and I talked about that. We wanted to make a recipe. Okay. With his cheesecake and my hot sauce. So when wow. he came over to my house during the pandemic, right. I was this close to catching um, um, uh, COVID because of Rob. Um, <laughs> but when he came over, <laughs> when he, we, we were talking about, we were like, what can we do to combine his cheesecake right. and my hot sauce? And the answer was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Rob, welcome. Thank you. And little, little Jay. Little Jay in the house. Jay, man, this guy is respected that guy right here. You know, I got to say something. Little Jay, yes. man, your struggle is really, really real. And uh, we're all here for you, brother. Just know that. I know that you went for your test. Um, I've done that machine where you have to run and stuff, and hopefully it went well. But, but we're all here for you, man. And yes. It's one love for little Jay all the way. Big time. We got your back, homie. Anything you need, you let us know. Big time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I want to say big up to Rob for for getting, you know, he's a hustler, man. Like, this guy's a hustler. Like to get to get where he's at with the live streaming on Twitch yeah. and to get to get – David Morales, you know, involved in, 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 I mean, it's, that's a, that's a separate, that's a whole new level, which I, I respect for the guy. Rob, uh, awesome to see you on board tonight. Thanks for so much for coming on board, uh, you know, tuning in. Um, check it out, your guy, Chickory, Tricky here to see what, uh, I like, I'd like to see what? maybe Rob, me cut him up a little bit, you know, maybe make fun of him, who knows, you know, add a little spice to this uh, podcast. It doesn't matter. We're not here to, to. Rob's a good guy. We we cut each other up all the. Actually, Chico, do, Rob, man. and myself are, are we're in a Facebook group. You don't want to be in that Facebook <laughs> group ever. Like that's why you know Zoom and everybody that's in in, yeah. in Rob's room and you guys are moderating the room and I come yeah. in there and I make these jokes and all of you guys are like Tricky's fucking stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you just got to know that right. you don't have all of the information that's right. going on when I'm making these comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob gets it, but a lot <laughs> of you guys don't get it. So I look pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. But uh, trust me, two flags up, it's all good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we got Jackman Jones in the house tonight. Jackman. Great oh, to see you today. What's yes. up, Jackman Jones? And uh, sorry I didn't catch your show earlier today, buddy. I was just trying to get the I was trying to get our show ready here and Tricky showed up and with some coffee started shooting the shit and just getting to getting our little uh, show ready to if go. This is what you call coffee. Yes, sir. <laughs> speaking of uh speaking of like uh Applejack, uh, Rob, I've got some great shit for you here, man. You're Gene you're, King. Gene King's in the house tonight. Listen, Rob, you got to try this stuff here. I'm going to send you the link. You need to go grab this stuff. You're into this, or come on by my studio. We'll have a few drinks on it, and uh, and we'll shoot the shit, and we'll just go through it and cut up some mixes. Who knows? But you know, back in 1994, yeah, I I was hired by a guy named Clyde Marshall, okay, and Ramel Portugal. Who are my close friends, 
Clyde was my manager at the time. This is when I was literally DJing everywhere as a as a kid. I was manager so busy. even. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, he was like, "Yo, I got an opportunity to be on this compilation." And I was like, w- "Wicked, cool!" So yeah. he brought me to a studio, Contraband Records. Okay. And we started producing a track. It was my first track I ever produced with these two guys, and the engineer was Gene King. What? And that's how we met. No way. Way, 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 way back. You remember that, Gene King? Man. See how the circle of love just comes back? Yeah. Oh, totally. Unbelievable, man. Totally. I can tell you so many nights I played with uh, G-Money. Like there, there's just there's just such a circle that always comes back, which is which is great. Unbelievable, mad mad like mad respect to everyone that's that's tuning in tonight. We got some big names on board here tonight, man. I got listen. I got tricky in my studio tonight, man. It's this what? is this is craziness, and, and I love it because we've been trying to get each other, trying to get to each other's heads and say let's let's fucking talk about. The business, the food, the love, the music, and everything like that, because that's right. that's what it's all about, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm glad you're here, and and like, I think you posted something about you being on Electric Circus. Yeah, that was a big thing back at City TV. Oh, it was amazing. Who was who was that host? Electric Circus was great. That's uh, that was Monica Diol. Monica Diol. So, that's what I was trying to figure. There out. was who Monica. That was there was George. There was uh, Amanda. There was a whole slew of people back in the days. I was on Electric Circus. I don't even know, 16 times or something like that. Wow. Like, over the years, because the show was on TV forever. Yeah. And then I also ended up uh, being a host on Dance Nation, uh, Dance Nation TV with Jen Starr and Matt C and Luke DeLinda. Right. Uh, so that was the beginning of my little on air wow. career in TV for my little stint. Seriously. There. I, yeah, right? I ended up doing commercials and what? stuff like that. From that, from that little, yeah. that little cameo like like from that i mean i had to, i had fire in me when i was young i had mm. so much more fire like okay and i think that's why uh, i ended up doing as much as i did because right, it was right, in right. me like i just didn't want to stop i i had this this vision of the world that was just so everything is there for you right. to take and for right. you to go for but you can't listen to anybody you can't let anybody slow you down right so there was there was this thing too and, and like i said again with humbleness when it came to parties and djing yeah. a lot of promoters used to plan their parties around who was doing what party when because you didn't right. want to clash right and i would be the guy being like oh you're doing a party that night oh sorry man i'm doing a party <laughs> that night too yeah no i can't change it because right. you know it is what it is and oh, i would yeah, just focus sure. because i knew that that's what i wanted to do in my yes. life yeah. and the world wasn't this big so right. if you wanted to do a party and you wanted to pull 2,000 people, I knew that over in this corner, I would also be able to pull 2,000 people because of my passion and my drive and right. what I did. And right. that's why I wanted to stand out. And I feel that same way today. And that's why I talk about competition right. a lot. Yeah. It's not that it's a bad competition. I just feel like if you plan your life around other people's success, yeah. you will never atten- uh, uh, get to your own success right. level. Right. So just focus on yourself. Dude, man. But... Great words, um, man. Great words, I'm telling you. Because like, like uh, everything in the world is a competition. Without that competition, right, or that feeling of competition, um, there's really no success. Well, you don't, you don't understand the, the whole aspect of losing. Right, exactly. Accepting, accept exactly. the facts that you're losing. Yeah. Or the ability to say I'm winning. Okay? Right. And I, and I totally get that. I want to say a big shout out to Nelly. She's on board. Uh, she's a high school friend. She's an awesome, awesome person. Um, I might spend I might spend some music later on tonight after the podcast for sure. 
Uh, some got some great house, some great new house tracks I got on board. Uh, but to to go back to what you said, Tricky, about the about uh, the competition. Today's kids can't understand or accept the fact they can't can't accept the winning and losing aspect. And that's the whole competition part of it. I'm a huge competitor. I'm a huge competition guy. Right. I fucking need to. I need to. I need to. Like. I need to win. But I will accept the fact that I lost. And yeah. That's it. I try harder next time. Right. 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 And that's. And you it. learn so much. Yes, man. When you're doing yes, that. Yes, of course. And that's what you're. That's what you're. You're saying, right? right? And, so. and, and I, I say this about everything in life. It's right. like if you if you watch sports, you know, like yeah. I'm an F1 fan, as right. you know. Any sports you watch, if you have a business, if you're a sales rep, right. if you're, you know, anything sure, in man. life, there is a bit of that competition. And I find nowadays a lot of the people want to get together and right. just bring all of their sources mm. together. But the problem with that is it's the same crowd that goes to the same events. Right. No matter if it's this person and right. this person. And, and, and it's just something where, you know, you lose the aspect of freshness when yes. you're not competing because competition brings out the best ideas oh, ever. Absolutely. The best man. ideas. I 100%, mean, percent. you can dude, look back at the parties back in the day. You remember cheers like nowadays you can walk into a party and it looks like the club, right? Back in the day when we were throwing parties, you would walk in and it would be a completely different setup. The entire club would be transformed for that one night. Right. You know, and, and right. a, a good example of that is promise the promise parties. When you go to a yes. promise parties, they're all decked out and stuff. Right. They you know are. what I mean? And it's very yep. important. So what I mean is they compete to in, in, in a mere fact of they have their base, right. but they know what they offer. And yes. they don't let anybody else take away their offering. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So it's 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 always it's a positive thing. It, it's so positive and a lot of people look at it like a negative thing. I'm not out for you or to get your blood. No, no. But put me in a rig, put me on behind turntables and I'm I, I'll be completely Dude. honest with you. I'm going to play my life out because that now is my moment. That is how everybody should be when they are doing something that they love or want to try out. Don't like you know, I tell my kids, I tell kids younger like I used to coach hockey, coach right, soccer, okay? Right. And it's like you know, you you hear, and this is this is going a little bit different from the music side, but it still retains the competitiveness. It's the same thing. Yeah, you have organizations that say, "Oh no, it's all one level. Nobody right. wins, nobody loses." Right. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" That's what life is about. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We have to focus on on like teaching our teaching the generation or or educating the generation, saying, "Hey, man, it's okay to lose." Yeah. It's okay to, to, to it's, it's amazing you won, great, right. but encourage the people that lost to try harder, man, you know, yeah. and, and encourage yourself to, to say, okay, if I lost, I am going to try harder, right? right? And right. it's just like in the music, it's like in business, yeah. you know, if you don't have a product, if you don't have a service that is, that is something that's not working for you, Try harder, man. Right. Except the fact that you know what's not working. Yeah. You want to make it work. Make it work. Exactly. You know? It's like in anything in the business side of things. Right. And um, and, and if we're talking about like le, le, in the music business right. per se, okay. Right. Now being in the business for like thirty years or whatnot, right. however long I've been in it, um, you have to prevail. And if you're not willing to compete and up your marketing strategy and up everything around what you do, you will sort of fall into the everyone. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's the same as, let's think about 
F1. I don't know if you guys watch racing, F1, but let's let's talk about Lewis Hamilton. Okay. If Lewis Hamilton came in and said, you know, okay, uh, let's just have like a honky-dory race, well, it would kind of be a boring sport, but he's won, what, 97 races now? Right. He is the upper enchilant of racing. He is the king of racing, mm. and there's a reason for that. Every time he gets into his car, he's ready to compete. Right. We can be best friends, you know, off track, but when he gets on track, it's on. Bingo. And when I'm playing music as a DJ, I look at it that way. Like, I don't want to mess up my mixes. You may come to my party. There may be 10 people in that room. There may be 2,400 people in that room. You may come to my Twitch. There may be, you know, unfortunately, my Twitch does not do as well as my real-life career. And that is okay. Because it's Absolutely. a completely separate Absolutely, thing, right? Man. Like you, I, I may have 21 people on Twitch. I may have 250 people on Twitch at any given time. And I'm still going to play like it's a packed room. Right. Because I'm on for Absolutely, a reason. Absolutely, right? man. Now, in a nightclub, what I love is that is my forte. I've been doing that my whole life, and I vibe. So whether right. you like me or you don't like me, what you're going to get behind the decks when I'm on in that room during that set is going to be a good time. Big time. And I'm going to make sure my mixes are on, and I'm going to do stuff that maybe other DJs don't do or just kind of, you know, meh, meh, meh. I want to be the guy that when I came out, I'm sweating it. It's funny because you watch my Twitch shows, bro. I am dripping sweat, whether it be 25 people in the room or not. And again, for me, Twitch is a very, very hard monster. It's a beast. I can't for the life of me get a lot of people in that room all the time. But I'm okay with that because the people that are in that room are true supporters. Mm -hmm. And Twitch is coming into a a form of, of a bigger thing nowadays, right? And you're starting to see people are bandwagging in a good way. But way. they're That's finding they're finding their right. peoples and they're following their peoples. With me now, what I'm doing is I'm exploring everybody on Twitch, right. right? And that's the brilliance of Twitch. And I think it's changing the whole identity of who's out there mm-hmm. and who's good. Sure. Right? Now you're going to see a lot of DJs on Twitch that may not have been doing big parties like you know per se, like like Rob DeBoom or myself growing up. All right? You know what I mean? Like we we're used to throwing clubs. Rob is doing fantastic on Twitch. Fantastic. But there's going to be so many DJs on Twitch that now are going to be packing the parties that maybe you've never heard of before. Absolutely. But because now this is the platform where they get to show themselves. Right. So the other part about what I love and and being in the field that I'm in and being a person who has been around forever, you know, I've heard the amount of time I hear people call me legendary, it's, it's one of those things where... I appreciate I, I it. I, I think I did today. <laughs> well, I, like, I appreciate You know, I, I hear it all the freaking time. Everybody says it, and I appreciate it. It makes me feel really good. Right. But I don't look at it like legendary. I look at it like, you're fucking old, dude. So, <laughs> right? So, essentially, I've been doing this for a while. And right. what I love to do the most is pass on information. Whenever right. people ask me about it, whenever there's new kids, or even, yeah. like, like Rob DeBoom will tell you, Rob and I used to have daily conversations on how to get Twitch going, right? And we talk about it. We essentially started and didn't know what the fuck we were doing. I would call him all the time and be like, guy, what do you mean? Like, what does that what, even what mean? What does raid mean? What does all this shit mean? Yeah, you know? it, exactly. We, we had no clue. And we would call each other and talk about it, you know, and now now Rob's the king of Twitch. 
<laughs> which is fucking fantastic. Put your crown and good on, on him. Put your crown on, Robbie. And good on him. It couldn't oh, have happened to man. somebody a, a nicer dude. He's he, a nice dude. He is an awesome dude. Right. Respectful dude. And, and he he worked hard to get. I fucking to hate him, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> oh my god! You know, and listen, listen. To go back into that live streaming platform, yes, when when a pandemic hit or pandemic hit, whatever you want to call it. You know, I thought to myself, you know what? There's there's DJs that need to provide an outlet for for live streaming, and I and I and I wanted to create that atmosphere and a little high, a side hustle about you know that's where I created the Live TV Network, right. and I wanted to create the live platform where it's private, you know, this and that, and people can go on and do their thing, record their videos without any any huge monetize without any like any copyright infringement, right? You know, and which I was okay with, you know, that sort of stuff was it was I was. I was cusping on the borderline with that stuff, right? But with when Amazon came along and and decided to pour a ton of money into Twitch, yeah. you know, they created a platform that was way off, you know, way offside. So to go back into that Twitch side of things, mm-hmm. I think it's a great it's a great aspect for live streaming, mm-hmm. and that's where I thought, you know what? There's no way to compete. There's some things you can do. Is Rob the Boom? Did he just put Boom in the chat? He did. He just put Boom. <laughs> Fucking guy. Who's B Velvet? Who's B Velvet? B Velvet. Blue Velvet. Billy. Now, let me tell you a little story about B Velvet. Welcome to the chat room. Welcome to the stream, guy. Yeah, so Billy is on my record label, actually. He's one of the artists on my record record label, and he's also a fantastic drummer. So for years and years and years and years, if you've ever come to a This House party with myself, you will always see a drummer in the room, and the drummer is Billy. Billy walks on the room with his with his djembe or or you know his natural drums. And I will literally be playing a set. I'll look at Billy. Billy, you look at me, and I'll turn the volume down just to like and a number three. And he'll just rock the drums. To, to, and he'll fucking do a solo. And like bongos every, or drums? And bongo, like it, It's not bongo. It's a djembe, so it is a natural okay, yeah. African right, drum, but it's right. not, oh, not nice, the drums, man. right? So And he'll go off, and yeah, I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. he'll take over the entire fucking crowd in that. And I always tell him, I said, Billy, I don't want you to play all night. I right. want you to do your sets, right. whether it be, you know, on the drums, you can't you can't do a drummer playing over music right. all night long right. because right. the crowd is there to hear no, songs. Of course, man. But of when course. you introduce it in little drops throughout the night, right. and he knows when he's got to come in and he knows what he's got to do, um, and you bring that volume down, Billy goes off, man. He goes off to the extent where the entire crowd goes freaking bonkers. And he does a what drum a circle party. He's just very fantastic. He's also a great producer. He did a remix of my something going on. And uh, yeah, he's on Blue Elephant. And uh, yeah, one love, Billy. Always yeah, nice Billy, seeing man. you, brother. Welcome. Welcome to the tre- to the stream. Appreciate you coming on board. Supporting this guy right here. Appreciate it. Um, listen, your rap sheet of like, of, of just your rap sheet's massive. Like a Gino, Gino nominee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Top house DJ in Canada nominee. Okay. Talk about that, Juno. Just talk about that. How the hell did you even like get into that? Like, what 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 happened? Like, how did you get into that shit, man? Oh, it's very simple. I was, uh, I remember I was walking down Young Street. My phone rang, and the guy on the other end was like, "Congratulations, man, dude! I can't believe you're nominated for Juno." <laughs> and I was like, "Huh? <laughs> what?" <laughs> Literally, I was like, "Fuck off." <laughs> You know what I mean? And literally, I, I Googled it. Yeah. 
and I was nominated for the damn. So Gino. you didn't even know that. I did not know. I so, had zero clue. I wasn't even watching the nominations. Like, so I did what? Nothing. A, but what did you get nominated for? Uh, I did a track called "Hello, Hello, Hello," which I made in my studio. AKA slash living room, uh, living downtown. Right. Um, so if you listen to my music, I, I, I've been making music since 2004 when I started Blue Elephant Recordings. I do my own singing. Um, right. It was really an outlet for me to showcase myself as an artist okay. and not necessarily a house music artist. If mm -hmm. you listen to all of the music that I've done, it's so everywhere. Guys, I, I urge you to listen to my stuff if you haven't already. And if you find uh, any brilliance in it or beauty in it, I should say, then do me a favor and just download it. It's free. Apple Music, Spotify, you name it. Just just search Tricky Marrera. There are so many different tracks that I've done. You've got dancey tracks, and I'm talking about like dancey radio tracks. Yep. You've got underground house tracks. You've got a track now I have called Warehouse Days, which is all about warehouse days and everything that we did growing up in the warehouse. Did you play that in your last stream? I did play it in my last stream. I did do that. Okay. Um, I've got a, a track called Desire. I did a, a couple of remixes. I, I did a remix for Julie Black as well that got nominated nice. for an Urban Music Award, and I won Sweet. the Urban Music Award. Wow, man. That's um, awesome. So that was many years ago. So I've always kind of just been doing my own music, kind of, and, right. and like I, I say my basement because when I say my basement, it's, it's not a fancy studio it's me in my room doing my thing embarrassed as ever behind a microphone singing and you know what i do after i finish that track uh i don't know if i'm gonna put this out i don't know if anybody's <laughs> gonna like it You're i don't know I, I don't know if people are gonna laugh course, at me no, I, mean, I don't know if they're gonna like my voice you start I, I, analyzing you analyze you like i sound God. i sound like crap like I, I, people are gonna be like i, I can't even sing why is he doing this <laughs> and then one day i said you know what fuck it I don't care yeah. what anybody thinks at this point. Right. And my music that I produce, I always tell everybody, I'm not trying to make that track that all the DJs play because right. I, I'll be honest with you, could give a fuck if a DJ played my music ever. Yeah. And the reason right. I say that is because I don't make music for DJs. I make music for what I am feeling right. at that time. Hmm. You know what I mean? So when you listen to it, it may be... Uh, you know, I have a track with Martin Luther King on it. I got a track where uh, mm. it's Indian drums and sitars and all that stuff on it, and it's nice. a down-tempo track. Nice. I've got a track called Together, which was the first track um, that blew my mind because it was the very first release I ever did in my life. And I put it out on Blue Elephant Recordings, and I remember it hit the charts. Like, it went up and up and up. And that was probably, now, to date, one of the best tracks I ever did. Blue Elephant is what, your label? My label, yeah. Okay. And I remember I flew out to London, England, and I went into an HMV, and I was going through the records, and boom, there was my record. And it just blew wow. my mind. I couldn't what believe a that. Feeling, my, eh? I couldn't believe I was on HMV. And then I would hear it on the radio and stuff like that. And then I would hear big DJs play the track. Right. And it really captured me. Like it, it was something different, but I still wanted to do other things. I wanted right. to sing. And I just, like I said, growing up dancing, right. singing, the music in my family, all that stuff, it was, it's just a part of me. If I don't right. explore all the different avenues, then I feel like I'm cheating myself. So to be nominated for that track, Hello, 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 yep. as cheesy as some people might think it is, to me, I thought it was really cool when I was making it, but I never, ever, ever thought I was going to get nominated for Juno for it. Amazing. Now, the funny thing was when I got nominated for it, I laughed and I said, fuck, I'm never <laughs> going to win that Juno. And I went into that mindset where I never ever looked at it like this is really cool and I'm badass because I got right. nominated for a Juno. Sure. For me, it was like, okay, that's very cool that I got nominated for a Juno. Yeah, yeah. And then I broke it down and I said, wow, five people out of the entire country is pretty fucking amazing. And I knew who I was up against. Right. 
and they're fantastic radio cats. Sure. And of course, again, like I said, I didn't win, but the fact that I was nominated was 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 all I needed to pat myself on the shoulder to say, you know what? You're doing something right. Right. And that's all it was. And that's I just know awesome, that I man. wanted the experience and the experience the weekend for the Junos was incredible. Like signing a guitar next to Anne Murray, who my father wow. my father loved Anne Murray. You know what I mean? And she has one of the most beautiful voices in the world um, for that particular genre right. of music. Still to this day, you Absolutely. cannot top Anne Murray. Totally agree. But you'll see they had a guitar out and all the nominees were signing the guitar. So it was me and then Justin Bieber and Anne Marie and uh, you know just just a whole bunch How's of really that freaking feeling cool. though, man. How's that feeling? Holy shit! You know what? And like I said, it, it's it's hard to explain because you know a lot of people put the Junos down, right? And right. and they're like, oh yeah, it's only a Juno, it's not the Grammys. And you're like, you know what? I understand where you're coming from. I don't know if that's a negative feeling that you have right. about right. it or if it's positive, but when you're in the moment and you're the one that's been nominated and you're part of that league of people that right. are now considered nominees in Canadian music history, sure. it feels really damn good. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I don't even know if I will ever duplicate it or if I will ever get nominated again. I have zero clue. No matter what happens next that's happens. Crazy. But it was just such a surreal experience to be there and among... Uh, those people that were that literally were chart toppers right and they were in million dollar studios yeah absolutely and i made that sure. track in my in my living room and that's what i loved about being nominated and i was representing house music and i really was representing Big house music house music buddy yeah cuz it was all dance music that that usually gets nominated for the right. junos right but to actually have an underground like the track itself right. minus my singing is is damn underground it's very mm. very underground so you can carry a you can carry a note, I guess, right? Ah, uh, that's the thing. I still am not comfortable with my own voice and singing. Right. Um, there's there's times where I think I'm great, yeah. Um, and there's times where I think I suck. And I'll be honest, yeah. I sing better when I'm not recording myself. Right. You know, but it's just uh, it, it, it's something that I need to do. It's 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 like radio now. Radio, uh, if if I can get into that topic now, was something that I always felt like I needed. To be on air, I, I I just knew it when I was a kid. Right, I would look in the mirror and be like, I need to be on air. I need to do this. So right. growing up, I was listening to Tarzan Dan. Yeah, and I was listening to um, Chris Shepard and right. Deadly Headley. And oh my um, god, I remember those guys. Yeah, and I remember lying in my bed till late at night, like midnight for a kid, but I couldn't fall asleep because I would be listening to these guys and, right. and what they were doing. And uh, my target was always to get on air. And when I got the phone call back in 2001 uh, from Wayne Williams, and he Wayne said, Williams, yeah, he, he, he followed me and he said, Tricky, can you come down to the studio? I was like, of course I can come down to the studio. I'll be there, man. So I get down to the studio and I was there a couple of times just to kind of, you know, right. look at things. Yeah. <clears throat> and he, and I, I walked in, he goes, come down to my office. So I see this yeah. wicked, wicked studio and I sit down and he, and he points over to the corner. He goes, you see that pile of CDs? And I go, yeah. And it was a pile literally about this thick. He goes, he goes, some of the best DJs in Canada and in Toronto, house music DJs, sent me their demos. I was like, oh, dope. And he said, you didn't. And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, and I was like, really don't know how to put a demo together. Right. And he goes, You're being well, honest about it. Yeah, I was, I was being honest about it. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, you know what? He goes, Tricky, I've gone through all of those CDs. 
He goes, but I know you from the nightclubs because I've been around you. Right. I've heard you on the mic. I've heard you DJ. Yeah. He's like, to me, in my opinion, you're one of the best house music DJs in Canada. He goes, and I want to offer you the show. Wow. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, next time, send in a demo. <laughs> but it was just so surreal how it happened because I did a lot of radio. I used to go down to Energy 108 and play for Wayne Williams. I used to play on Flipside Show. I used to play on 103.5. I used to play on... There was a slew of radio mm. shows I used to play for as a guest DJ, hmm. right? And I used to guest DJ on Electric Circus, and I used to guest DJ on, uh, you know, a, a whole bunch of love things. Love it, man. I love it. But but the fact that Wayne called me in and he's like, he, he's like, I want you to play, and you didn't send me a demo was like just, it, it was right. mind-blowing for me. Right. And now the best part about it, and, and here's a story that not too many people know about. <clears throat> so... We had a program director. So the program director, in case you guys know, is the boss of all the on-air people at the radio station. So my first week there, the program director was, who's going to rename, uh, remain Rena- nameless. Remain nameless. Was from the United States of America. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, he pulled us all into an on-air meeting, right? So I was stoked. I was so excited to be in this meeting. I showed up, you know, tricky. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be introduced to everybody. You know, I've got all these people there like Mark and Jem and Hollywood and Little Red and, you know, starting from scratch and Dr. J and Specs, King Turbo. and Yeah, yeah. And and everybody's going to be there. So everybody essentially was Mm. there in the on-air meeting and Jay Wise and you name it. And I sit down and and, and, and this man goes... So, we got a new uh, on-air personality and DJ here. It's tricky. Everybody goes, hey, what's up, Tricky? Go, hey, hey, how's it going? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? Hey, I'm I'm new here. I got my own show. Got my own show. He goes, yeah, he plays all that gay music, that house stuff, I guess. I don't know. In the USA, it's gay music. So, uh, don't know how long he's going to last, but this is him. You're kidding me. That was exactly the meeting. That was exactly Are the you meeting. Serious? Now there was it so was, like, it was, was a two-hour meeting. What but, was your reaction to that? Well, you know what? Here was the thing. I was a very, very popular and successful DJ in Toronto already, and I knew that right. just because I was playing five nights a week for years and years and years. Right. And in my head, you know, you know where you stand in your own community right. and house music, and right. you know what it is. Now, this man, before he was on. Flow or the program director for Flow was in a jazz station, and maybe he had misconceptions about the music and the crowds and what it was. Right. right. So he was obviously ignorant and uneducated <laughs> on the music that I did. But the best part was I had the backing of Wayne Williams, who was the assistant program director. He brought me in, right. but this was his boss. Right. So what happened in that meeting, and I remember this so clearly, is I sat there and I went from elated to be in that meeting, to hating every minute of that meeting, to thinking to myself, how the fuck can this guy be saying that shit to me? He literally just said that in, in front of everybody, wow. and he was kind of trying to you know, poke fun at me because he right. had a different angle on everything than the Canadians did, right? Right. And in the meeting itself, I kept thinking, okay, I'm going to get up, I'm going to walk out, I'm going to say, fuck you guys. I don't need to be a part of this radio station. I don't need nothing about this. Right. Because that was very much just degrading and rude to me just the way you said it it was not just degrading to me but even to the community right right by saying that right so i just bit my tongue and bit my tongue and bit my tongue and bit my tongue and said you know what don't get mad don't do things i do a lot of things on 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 impulse right 
So I said, don't get mad, don't do nothing. And I, and I ended up staying. And I left the meeting, and two weeks later, he got fired. He and did. my show ran for 10 and a half years after that. Dude, man, so, that's awesome. And he was saying, like, like I, he pulled me into the office once, and he said, you know, I'll give you two weeks. And Are again, you serious? I, yeah. What kind, and, of, what kind of leader is that? Exactly. He told me himself, I'll give you two weeks here. And then, and then I was Screw so elated when they told me he was fired. I was like, are you kidding me? Serious? And I'm just telling you, the whole dynamics changed in my head. Sure as soon as did. they let him go, I just became me. Yeah, and I man. was like, you know what? I need something. And, you know, a, a lot of people that know me go, you know, the D to D to D DJ is in this house tonight. That was my thing. I said, I need to stand out in yeah. front of these people and do something different. So that became mine. And you know where I got that from? Ladies and gentlemen. Let 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 let, yeah. let 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 ladies and gentlemen, the dream 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 team dream 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 team is in, in the, the house. house. So I flipped it and I was like, the D D D D D DJ is in this house because that was the name of my show. Right. And that stuck. That and let awesome. me tell you, to this day, everybody always goes. That is crazy. But it's man. funny how you can just take something and make it yours, you know. And the right. other thing is, is, is when it comes to like, and like I said, on radio and stuff, you you can't just be humble and be like, oh, thank right. you so much. So I would be like, you are now rocking with the best. You know what right. I mean? And people be like, yes, yeah, man, fucking you know pump I mean? yourself up with that you, shit, you man. Got, and you're doing it for yourself. So it, you, you would have all these little things right. that I would do on radio and on air that were just so cool and behind the yeah. mic and so like new um right. it was great and i was in at a time where house music was sort of semi dying out right. because hip-hop was taking over the world like yeah. hip-hop was everything right and i was on a hip-hop r&b station and initially everybody hated me too because of that <laughs> like the listeners would be like hey why you <laughs> yeah, play boy. that techno music eh? <laughs> eh, eh? and i'd be like like literally this is real shit this is real shit and i'd be like uh, it's actually house music. They're like, uh huh, uh huh. And I had haters. I had so many haters. But I got to tell you, the one thing that I loved about that show mm -hmm. in particular, I was right. the only guy on commercial radio. You had a couple of guys that were on the uh, on the college radio stations, which essentially college, college radio stations are, are free stations. Sure, or they're absolutely. Not, man. You know, they they don't have the money. They don't have right. the drive. They're not multi million dollar businesses. Absolutely. And to be able to take four hundred thousand people a week when I was on air and slowly convert them into house music and slowly see the audience that used to come out to right. my shows completely change to a whole bunch of faces I have never seen in my life over my, you know, at that time, 15, 20 year career right. was absolutely incredible. And I got to tell you, those same people over those 10 years are the same people that show up to me. They're the same people that add me on Facebook. They're the same people that follow me on Instagram. They're the same people that come up to my parties. And there are so many stories I get from that. I actually have a binder this thick of emails from people over the years that have sent me Amazing. emails from around the oh world. Oh my God, that is, dude, that is And this, awesome. this is before the internet was massive. No, of course it is, man. It's right? like, and you and you look at... It was look, email. It was email. It was email. Exactly. And I would get emails, and I have, I still have the book at home from people that used to tune in to this new radio online right, thing right. from around the world, and, and then I started doing more shows right. and, and uh, 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 you know, like in, in sure. Dubai and, you know, yeah. like I would just fly out and stuff. And it was really such an oh, amazing man. time to see people love house music again. Right. 
you know? Right. And I'm not saying it was just like, oh, I, I did that myself. No, we still had our guys. We had yep. our Gene Kings. We had our Rob DeBooms. We had yeah. our people throwing their parties sure, and doing right. their thing. But I was the guy on air now taking the people that never were introduced to house music before because they were younger maybe or all they listened to was hip-hop and R&B and now they were starting to dig what we call house music. Right. And that was such a positive right. thing in my life and I loved being mm. the maestro of flipping mindsets. You also you also change the dynamics of that uh, of that direction of people of where they should go to because if you do if you're a house DJ you look at all the DJs that are out there like like you know huge respects to all the OGs in the house tonight and like G Money, Henry, Gene, you know, all those guys there that, that, that they've seen the transition from people to like from this genre to that genre. Being on the radio or being in the music industry that you're such yourself and you've got people that were into the different genre of, of music switching over to house, mm -hmm. okay? Because that that is a big job in itself. And and when I was when I had to go back and I had I had Jesse Saunders on my show, right? And 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 the guy was uh, huge. Check no, yeah, I man, he's like you know he's got a great book, you know, mm -hmm. uh, he, he was awesome. So he talked about all that transition of uh, different subgenres, different house genres, and so forth. But right. you know, we had house back then, and house was was sort of declining as you said, hip hop was was increasing in the in the popularity but to have the dj stick around and still do house and you on the radio saying okay you know what i'm going to transition more into the house side of things that is what that's what we needed to keep this this city alive with house you know you right. got guys like little j little j loves like his radio station is awesome he mm -hmm. he broadcasts house music to like local talent of house music to, to keep that that right. genre alive and he wants to have he was just talking about he wants to have some of your uh your mixes on his show so you, i'm sure you'll hook up with him on that um there there is an absolute science to it as well like i believe when, it, when, when when you're on that's that's why you'll see a lot of the times and keep talking yeah uh, on my show you'll you you'll, you would have seen the transition i started with um like playing some classic house like i had to put myself even though i was in a radio station and in a room by myself with no audience Mentally, I had an audience. I had to see my listeners. I had to know what they were like. I had to, you know, take their emails and stuff and just kind of figure out who my people were, right, at that time listening to my music. And I knew it was after nightclubs and stuff like that. But most importantly was I started to do a lot of remixes on the fly. I would take R&B. I would take hip-hop. I would flip it. I would, you know, throw acapellas over house beats and stuff like that. Sure. And I would get the people that, you know, just loved that part of it and as the night got deeper and deeper i would start getting deeper and deeper into the real shit that i liked right. you know what i mean okay. and and that's what what the five hours was about i would start a little bit light and then come it would go over you know to like four or five in the morning sometimes and <laughs> it would get deep 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 and by the end of it sometimes i would i was even playing some techno in there but you know I had so many listeners of so like I mean Drake was a huge fan of the show. I bumped into Drake um, at one in Yorkville, and uh, it was funny. That here, here's another story for you. I'm a man of many stories. You you are, man. But, <laughs> it's interesting to see this, right? But and hear uh, this. So, so I was sitting there with my friend Leo and Nikki, and Nikki apparently used to Drake date Drake when she was like 16 or 17. You know, when they were little youths. So he came in, came Utes. out of a Maybach. Youths. 
Oh, he came out of a Maybach. Came eh? out okay. as a Mercedes uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybach with with a crew, and he sat at the table next to us. And he looked over as a girl because you know they used to date. And she's like, "What's up, Aubrey?" Right? And then they they, they gave each other a big hug and stuff. Yeah. And uh, she's like, "This is my friend Leo. This is somebody else at the table. I cannot, for the life, remember me who that other person right. was." Right, right, And she right. goes, "This is Tricky, Tricky Marrera. He was a DJ." He's like, "No, Tricky Marrera." He's like, "Dude, I'm a huge fan of yours." And I'm like, "Drake, I'm a huge fan of yours." Dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. we gave our we gave ourselves a little, you know, like like kind of you know entertainment. <laughs> hug type a of thing a little pad hug yeah <laughs> and then he, he backed up again he's no seriously like i'm a huge fan of yours i used to listen to you in my driveway so you know after the clubs people would go back to their spots they'd get there i'd still be on air so they chill in the car and keep listening to the music because they they loved it right Amazing. and and the best part about that was just um oh yeah and, and then he had one of his crew came up to me after he goes yo drake doesn't tell nobody he's a fan of theirs so that's a true compliment. And I was like, oh, awesome, cool. And that was like the, yeah, you, you, you get a high five, buddy. But it was nice. And to see stuff like, you know, Drake making a track from Black Coffee Superman, right. which was essentially a track that I practically broke. Right. Uh, especially in Canada. Yeah, for sure. Back in the day. And I used to yeah. rinse it and rinse it and rinse it. And, you know, we just had those Keep conversations talking. where it was like, you know, it's it's good to be kind of influential in having songs that you let other people hear. Sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Man. So yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it was a bromance. It was a bromance. <laughs> you know what? I just I, I think sorry, I had to get just since we're this is all live, so like there's no there's no like, you know, Hidden things and and mm -hmm. funny little things going on, right? This is all what it is. Juju, man, bring it over here, buddy. Fuck, lay that shit down, man. I love that. This is great stuff. Um, so to go back into, you know, no, I'm not taking a league boge. I just have to go put on another set of music, the background type of stuff, right? So, um, <laughs> but listen, I want to talk about. So on the on the hot sauce side of things, you know, mm -hmm. when because I'm gonna go back and forth the hot sauce and music. You got great stories. Now, the hot sauce, did you ever, when did you start doing this? Like, I mean, because of the hot sauce, did you, th you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to grow all these peppers. Did you grow all these peppers or you just like grabbed them and said, I'm going to mix all the shit together. Here's what I got going. I was always into hot sauce. Like I said, I grew up just eating hot sauce my whole life. It was part of my <clears> culture. <throat> when I was a baby, right. I used to get fed curry. True story. It is what you eat. Perfect. And, um. My dad loved spicy food. He doesn't eat spicy food at all because he's now like 83 years old. Oh, God bless him, man. Yeah, God bless him. But um, so I just, I love spicy food. Like it's got to right. be, I'm at a point now where it's got to be really hot. Really, eh? I'm, mm. I'm sweating and loving. <laughs> yeah. It's, I used to be that way, man. It's like, I don't know, my body can't take that anymore, but I love it. Mm, I love the right. hot sauce and you're the same way. Yeah, I'm the same way. Know? And I just started looking into peppers. Okay. And I remember I just started researching peppers and seeing what was what, and, you know, and researching Trinidadian scorpion peppers and ghost peppers and jalapenos and scotch bonnets and right. all the peppers that you already knew about anyways. Right, right. And you knew they were really hot. But I was like, how can I take a, a variety of peppers and 
all of the Indian spices that my parents have used my whole life to cook different things. Because when you go to an Indian household, if they cook their own spices, literally the spice rack is an entire closet. <laughs> it's not like five you. things. It's you. like 150 things. <laughs> when they're making these dishes, you know, there's so much that's going into it. And that's where you get all these flavors. Right. So I started mixing all my Indian spices, all my... my um, um, uh, tropical spices, so stuff from Trinidad, Jamaica, right. Guyana. I love Jamaica. Yeah, and yeah. and and I got the base. I said, okay, what base do I want? Okay, yeah. what kind of sauce do I want? Do I want a runny sauce? Do I want a, a, a chutney type of sauce? Right. So it's right. a very thick base sauce. Yeah. So it's still runny, but it's not liquidy. It's kind of like mm. a chutney sauce. So if you thought so about you take take a mango and let's say you break it down yeah, um, in a blender type of thing, but yeah, you yeah. don't blend it all the way. Right. So right, right, you know right. that chunk. No, that's of course, like how the, that's how what you want is. to have in it, right? Right. And, and uh, in the... I've got about 19 ingredients in mine. And again, like yours, it's all natural. There's no sugar, no preservatives. It just no is what it is. Right, um, right. But it lasts... The, the preservatives, I guess, is a little bit of vinegar. As you know, vinegar is a natural preservative. And, yes. And, and that yes. can go for a, a certain amount of time. Right, right. right. And, that, and, and, and I think that on the, the ingredients Heartburn. part of it... <laughs> Big Tums. You got to have Tums with that thing. I lo- listen, <laughs> I love Indian food, um, and, and I enjoy the, the flavors of the heat, okay? Um, when, we, when we created these sauces, our partners, one of my partners is a chef, as we talked about, and as a lot of people know about, uh, Big Up the Dino, He's, he, he had created these, these sauces for us 13 years ago. Wow. And he would, since he had a restaurant, he would introduce them to his meals and so forth then you know we talked about this before that once we had a few of these drinks and we're like you know what let's just fucking start let's just open a business let's right. do it right right so why didn't you get involved in, in that why didn't you start doing more of that or looking into getting more of that business well you know what? i've always been looking into it but it's one of those things where I also have a lot of other things on the go mm. in my particular life. Right. And there's things that I wanted to focus on. And it it's not cheap to start a food business. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard to get sued, you know, if somebody gets right. sick or any of that stuff. So the red tape is essentially what I haven't gotten around mm. yet. But let me tell you, the the summer that I started it in my own kitchen, I must have made four to five hundred bottles. You know, wow, like good it for was, you, man. It was off the shelves. Even played a record was like, yo, bring some hot sauce to the store. So Eugene at Played a Record would yeah. sell Tricky's fire sauce to people at Played a Record when they were buying records. Big up to Eugene, buddy. <laughs> Big up to Eugene. That's awesome. But man. a lot of it was groundwork. You know, it was like back in the day warehouse parties, man. You want to do it, you do it yourself. I was making the places right. people were picking up. I was meeting them in the mall. I was dropping it off at their house. You know, you hustled, stuff. Man. I you was hustling. hustling I was hustling. But everybody that tried it, they came back. They kept coming. They, right. Oh man, I need some more of that yeah, hot yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah. You know, and some of my friends, like like one of my Jamaican dudes, um, was like, you know, like I've been eating hot sauce my entire life, and I've never had one that has been this tasty. So getting solidified from some of your tropical friends and your Indian right. friends, you know, right. some of my friends that you know eat, and, and that's what I look for. I look for the people <laughs> that eat hot sauce, and they, they know validate. that the flavor is what needs to be validated. The right. spice will kick you in the ass about 10 minutes <laughs> after you eat it. That's You'll exactly feel it, what you want. But you want the ride. Like, I want people to burn. It's called Tricky's Fire Sauce, not <laughs> Tricky's Mild Sauce. People have said to me, do you make this in a mild? I'm like, no, it's called no. Tricky's Fire Sauce. Go buy a fucking Frank's 
red hot right. shit, man. <laughs> Fuck, come on, really? I mean, like you know, we talk about all the all the the, the sauces out there, and yeah. and one thing that we're trying to actually, we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get on that on that YouTube show, uh, Hot Ones. Yes. Okay, you watch that show, Hot Ones. They got millions of followers, right. celebrities here, celebrities. They, like that shit is like fucking the golden ticket almost. It you know? is. So, but it to is. go back to your side of things, the business side of things, we're gonna, we'll talk off air about this. Is like there's directions that you can go to make this work, right? right? And and hot sauce business is a saturated market. Right. Okay. There's so many people doing it because but everyone. But it's a billion dollar a year business as per both. Right. No, I'm telling you, it is mm-hmm. a multi million dollar business. Well, look at it this way: McDonald's. Every time they have a new burger or something, it's a spicy burger, or it's a habanero burger, right. or it's a ghost pepper burger. Right. And you're starting to see that those are now coming back as right. the special burgers. It's not the bacon, lettuce, tomato with guac. Right. You know what I mean? It's now the spicy sauce because right. people, we've come to a, a point where people are loving Absolutely, their man. Absolutely. People love the spice. And, right. And I think, um, you know, and your Tricky's fire sauce. You know, it. Uh, we're not. It. We're, maybe we're competing. Maybe we're. Maybe we're battling it out right now. Maybe there you go. We're fucking battling it. <laughs> it's now, over. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you like to cook? Oh, this Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you can fucking drink that in one shot, it'd be awesome. Hey, what's your? What's your? Uh, you like to cook? I. Semi like to cook. I do like to cook okay. a lot of pasta, but okay. again, it's it's all in the meat for me, right? right. So uh, my pasta always has to have meat. I'm not really a vegetarian. I'll be honest with you. I like vegetables, but I always Dude. need meat in my. Oh, thank you. I'm my pasta sorry, has man. to have meat. You in gotta that have meat in your fucking pasta. Yeah, in that sauce, <laughs> and in that sauce, I will fry up first. Okay, now here's the trick to okay. everybody that wants to make good spicy food. You have to. You know, people have curry powders and they put curry powders and all that stuff. Okay. Now, curry powder and stuff like that needs to be fried. Okay. So you have to fry that in oil. Yeah. So what you do is, and this Ah. this is, here's a little secret uh, uh, from an Indian dude who's grown up with a woman who made Indian (laughs) food his whole life and all of her friends and all of the relatives all know how to do this. You start, you put... Uh, the spices in first. So okay. you put oil, then you put in your turmeric, you put in your chili powder, your extra spicy right. stuff, your, your, whether, you know, even if you want Cajun or, or whatever it is that you right. want in there, okay. you fry it first. But mm. the trick is you do not burn it. Right. So you have to cook it on low, but you have to cook those spices first. And then next you throw in like your onions, let's say, and then you throw in the meat after. So the meat would be the final right. entry okay. into the the, the, the pan. Right. Uh, but you do got to fry your, your sauce because you will taste mm. the powders. If people just throw the powders in, which a lot of people do because they don't know better. <laughs> right. They throw it on top right. of the meat while they it's cooking. Yeah. I like your idea. I like your idea. It turns time. it into like a paste almost. Right. On the pan. Right. And then you mm. mix it up. And then everything. And then that's how the flavors come out of the actual spices. Because if you taste turmeric on its own, you know, like people put turmeric in milk and shit like that, and I Dude, understand. I take, I take turmeric as a fucking supplement. Right. It's good for your bones and shit. Right? It's great for your bones great. and stuff. Right. But if but you taste the powder, it doesn't taste good. No. But if you fry awful. it, the flavors come out. Right. So I always suggest now good cook morning, it man. very lightly. 
but always cook your spices mm. first. I love always. that idea. That's it's, I you know honestly I did not know. I'm sure people out there probably thought you know ah they just add all the spices to the meats and let it you know let it do its thing. But it's like yeah. okay maybe but then you're gonna taste the powderness of it. You're gonna taste like yeah. you know the like almost like a the mechanical part of the spice, not right. the flavor of the meat. Right. Right. You're liquefying it to a certain right. degree. Right. And you taste it more. Right. And it's just something that you grew up on because my mother would always be like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, that, no, that guy, you know. <laughs> Get out of the way. Ex- <laughs> move over. Like, no, you're supposed to fry the spices. Don't burn them. Don't burn the spices, Please, right? exactly. And you're hearing this just from being around it. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. So I do make some good Indian food. I make great pasta. I love making pasta. But it has to be a meat-based pasta with a whole yeah. bunch of spices. Right. So that's what it is. Now, I love okay. my pepperoncinis, and I love my Nona over at California Sandwiches, and her hot peppers okay. are pretty damn hot. Are they? Yeah, hmm. that's a little comparison with that. Okay, no, I that's that's cool. We're always, I'm always looking for like different hot sauces, different things. That's why when you we talked about you had the hot sauce going. I mean, I love. Then that's besides you coming on board to the to the studio to talk about music and business and branding. You had the hot sauces business, and same with what we have going here. It's like, you know, it is such. It's a big market, mm-hmm. huge market. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to plug it again. Our hot sauces are in over 60 different stores across Canada. Which is amazing. And you got great, great branding. Thanks very much. Like, I appreciate I do, that. I do love this. That's I big love, up to big up to my brother-in-law, Stefan Groff, who did all the graphics for this. But we all conglomerated our ideas and, and put it all together in this. And, it's, and it worked out well. I mean, it, listen, we have four donkey dads that started this company up so we all had mm-hmm. we all had different ideas and, and we all have strengths right on on creating this business and maintain this business just like any other business okay right if you're a one-man show it's tough because you're doing everything right okay and that's a problem and that's not it could be a good problem it could be a bad problem um i think the fact is that when you have a business and you have you have partners that are in in line with you that that will you know, work with you, and 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 you guys get to uh, take ideas from here and here and here. It's it'll it'll grow. It grows at a faster pace. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and I get that. Um, so, bottom line is that I like I'm I encourage you to 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 keep going with that hot sauce because we're not about like oh no 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 your hot sauce you know we're we got the best i'm not into right. that shit no man. It's, it's like djing right okay we're right. i'm a dj you're a dj yeah you've been doing it longer than i have um and but you would never say fuck dave you know what no no stick to podcasting you're better at podcasting you're sick stick, stick to no man right do what you love your passion right. man oh man do I'm, that I, I i i'm i support everybody in what they do and, and, and like I said, I'm one of those people where when people email me, hey, what's up, Tricky? And it, this happens so much when I was on the radio, on right. commercial radio. Uh, you would get so many emails about, hey, check out my song. Right. I'm a producer. I'm an artist. I'm a rapper. I'm a house music producer. I'm a DJ. Here's my tracks. Listen to my music. Right. You know, even when I did not like something in particular, I would never give that person a negative response. I would Absolutely. always say, right. continue on your path believe in yourself right. and keep doing what makes you happy. And Absolutely, that would always man. be my response because, you know, there's been times where I've sent out music and they're like, yeah, you know what? It's all right. It's not that great or blah, blah, blah. You know, and a prime example was the track that I did. Hello, hello, hello. That got nominated for a June award. My friends didn't like it. They're like, really guy? Because the other, 
flip to that was I was singing and my boys, you know, were my boys. And they're like, why are you singing, bro? Like, just stick to producing, right? And that's why they were like, oh, dude, like, I'm really proud of you that that, yeah. that happened. I'm like, yeah, you're the same dude that told me right. it was shit back right. then, right? Yeah. Now look at me, right? <laughs> look at me. And, and, and it's not even the look at me part. It's the part of believe in yourself, mm. do what you do. And if you li listen to external influences, right, that is the worst thing you could ever do in your life. Like, there are many people out there that are doing fucking fantastically. But if you compare yourself to them and what they're doing, then you lose focus of yourself. Right. Because we are all different. Your your hot sauce is way different than my hot sauce. Right? Right. So your taste could be different. And I like Coke. I like Pepsi. I like Sprite. I, li I like orange uh, pop. For sure. You know what I mean? And for there, sure. there is so much room for everybody to grab a jar of my hot sauce and a grab a jar of your hot sauce and 30 other jars of hot sauce. Right. And enjoy them with different things. You said it bang on. Right. And, and I had the same thing with, with a friend of mine. She has, she loves my hot sauce. Mm -hmm. She also loves another particular brand of hot sauce that another friend of mine, um, manufacturers she says but it's different that hot sauce goes well with this your hot mm -hmm. sauce goes well with this fucking a ton of other stuff right. but this hot sauce goes well, well with this right? right um billy gasosa okay i like i, I listen i like it I what's gasosa gasosa is like if he's talking about the same gasosa where where we had where you know because i grew up down in st Clair, right we had a truck a soda truck that came around. Oh, Gososa. Okay, that had yeah, like that had, yeah, 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 that yeah, had yeah, like yeah. you know right. the, the clear Gososa, yeah, the Coke, yeah. the orange, right? And they give you like those milk crates in the, in the bottles. And the, yeah, in the yeah, bottles. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, keep yeah, the yeah. fucking milk crates right. for my record. Exactly. Right? So, you know, that's how it is. Big up to Billy, man. I yeah, know, Billy. I know what it's all about. That. Uh, what's your go-to food, man? So, pasta. Well, well, just to get back to the yeah, hot sauce yeah, nowadays sure. and and the different hot sauces. You know, recently. I got a, a a membership at Costco. Okay. Recently? And, yeah. And now I get like two big bottles of Frank's Red Hot. You do not. On sale for $6.99. And let me tell you, I used to think it was the most crappiest hot sauce. And now it's actually become one of my most favorite Seriously? On, on pizza. Oh, man, I disagree with you on yeah, that, Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, sorry, I'll still man. put my pepperoncini on yeah, there, know, and I'll put I green know. chilies on there, and I'll put, uh, uh, you know... Uh, um, a whole bunch of stuff because right, I make right, my own right. pizzas, right? But there's something about Frank's Red Hot now that I'm starting to enjoy, and it's actually up there. I always look for it. Stop. stop. I'm telling stop, you. Stop the fucking, I'm telling stop you. the record. You know, something. <laughs> I'm telling you. And you know where I got it from? What? Where? Amato's Pizza. You know Amato's Pizza on Young Street? I don't, I don't like it. It's a great place. Nope. It's a great pizza Sorry, place. <laughs> but they had... Frank's Red Hot on the table Stop. one day. Stop! You can't say that, I'm man. I'm telling you, and uh, that cheap shit is pretty good. It's like liking a, a McDonald's hamburger. You know it's not great, but it there's something good. about it that There's you something like. about it. I, listen, I totally get it, man. Yeah. I totally get it. Billy, where'd you grow up? You said you grew up in St. Clair. I was on the St. Clair and Rogers Road area uh, in between on Harvey Street. That's where I was. Uh, so it's St. Clair between Duffer and, and uh, Runnymede area. So... That's where I was down there. But so, um, see, Billy's saying Frank's with, with garlic, garlic and butter. butter on what? You know what? Anybody, bread? anybody, like garlic can, bread? anybody can use. Listen, I get it. Yeah. I'm not saying mine is the best. I'm not saying yours is the best. Whatever it may be, yeah. Frank's, 
fucking branded their business right. 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 Okay. Oh, they did. I get it. some old fucking baddie saying, I put that shit on everything. Right. That right. is that is the motto. That's okay? it. And I get that. It's gonna yeah. happen. So that's the whole point. And like of this you business. said, there's a place for sure, every man. everything. Absolutely, man. And that was my 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 example was there is a place for Frank's Red Hot. Whereas before I didn't like it. Then I said, you know what? It's on sale for six ninety nine for two gigantic bottles at Costco. Let me try it, even though I don't like it. And let me tell you, maybe it took those two giant ass bottles for right. me to go through to start liking <laughs> it. But once it was gone, I had to go get more. Unbelievable! How, I, like, I don't know how they can make that money back. I don't know how they can make like a liter of it for six dollars. Yeah, or whatever it was. Like, six ninety nine for two liters. Two liters, bro. Come on, honestly, man. That's what got me. Fuck. <laughs> These are good though. These are really good. Uh, I can't. I can't even. I can't. I can't. Oh, oh shit! Oh my god! Oh, hurry, hurry! It's go okay, get a towel. Okay. Go get a towel. That's go get good. a towel. It's all good. I just no, spent. You got t- some on the mouse. Get it off it? the mouse. Off. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to. Um, so anyway, listen. We'll take. We'll take care of this. I'm. I'm actually a clumsy guy to be honest with you, but it's all good. If my dog Marley, she's around, she'll probably like this. She'll she'll like some of this on the floor. <laughs> but anyways, listen. I want to. Um, I think this is great. I mean, you know, you've been awesome in the fact of just sharing stories about your business, our business, and and just making, uh, you know, just making everyone aware that the fact is that music, branding, business, hot sauce, we're all here together as, um, as, just individuals living in this pandemic like focusing on on hustling on making things work right. okay and that's what we have to work that's what we have to figure out is like how can we make this work and and you've got it you've got to bang on you've done it right you've done uh, and everyone's online here that has been doing the um, their live streaming which is great big up to all the ogs in the in the in the room here um you know, I just want to say thank you to to you know you Tricky for being amazing to come on board to the studio and talk about your side of things. We can talk for hours on this. We, shit, I man. think we can. We can. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's like I I listen. We're all hustlers here, man. We right. hustle to make money. We hustle. That's it. We hustle to build a business. We hustle to make uh, to make a living, support our family, our friends, to bring out products, bring out brands. Uh, and and that's the whole point of this podcast is the podcast is about sharing stories of of entrepreneurs. You have it in you for entrepreneurs. You do it about about hustling, making money, um, trying different things. You know that's that's what intrigues our, my podcast is is people like you um, that 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 share stories on how to, to build their brand. Right. That's what it's about. And your brand, well, and my brand too. And I mean, your like, hustle, because you got a lot of hustles too. Listen, we are we are all hustling. We are all doing about. We're all we're all trying to make. Uh, it, it, listen, it's not about making money. It's about hustling, and that's the main thing. If it's we a, can, it's about following your passion, because I always bingo. that's the one thing that I always bingo. said. I, I said, you know what? I did get to a point in my DJ career where. I was making a very lucrative amount of money, like okay. really, really, really good lucrative yep. amount of money in music. And like you said, the parents never got that. 
Right. So when I was young, my dad was always like, oh, this music, 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 music. Turn the bloody music down and stop spending all your money on records. And, right. and, and he still says it to this day, oh, music, 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 right? But he's old school. He's 83 years old, right? But when he started seeing, my dad came to a nightclub with me once. And it was, Are you serious? Yeah, he came out. It was Crack a Bottle. Uh, so Crack, Crack was a party that I did with DJ Starting From Scratch, and it was an old school party. And he fell in love with Starting From Scratch because Scratch started to play tracks that he loved. Right. Right? Because, it's, it, like I said, it's an old school party. Right. But when he saw the crowd react to what I was doing right. and to what Scratch was doing and being in a nightclub environment, and right. again, this is probably when he was like 65, right? Okay. When he saw that, it kind of turned his this music thing into a reality of what I was doing. Because before I was just leaving and coming home late, and he didn't like that, right? Like no parents want that. No, they, of don't, they so. don't know what their even, kids are doing. For me, I'm right? Like, if your son just went out every Friday, Saturday, right. Sunday, Thursday, Wednesday, and then came home at three, four in the morning, like I was doing, right? You're like, stop doing that and man right. up. Does but then <laughs> when you go out and you're like, holy shit, there's like two thousand people in this room and they're all watching my son. It flips things. When I got nominated for the um, Canadian Urban Music Award for Julie Black, right? Um, I had... Great artist, by the way. Great artist. I had eight of my friends show it to my place. My dad came as well because I invited him out to the award ceremony. Nice. And we walked outside of my house. We had a stretch limo waiting. Massive stretch limo. And my Imagine dad was, my dad was, was like, thinking, what is this? Right? What is this? So he got in and he was having a ball. <laughs> and let me tell you, I got hammered we all got hammered <laughs> my friends got hammered my dad got hammered nice. it started inside nice. of the limo and it carried into the award show and then i won that night and everybody was cheering like a mother yeah 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 and when he looked around you know he was like wow and then things started happening i was uh, i was i was uh, given a on-air personality of the year award for right. Noki, and he was there yes and then, you're, he's balling buddy he's balling yeah, and, and then the june awards happened and then things like that started right. to happen where now to him he was like i get it right. you know this guy's on the radio i kind of get it and now he just is happy that i'm happy because he's at an age where you accept that you got to let somebody live and do what they love to do and if he's if i and your dad me as a father Look at my kid and saying, you know what? You've done something yeah. that people are like, what the fuck did just this happen? Like, he, it's amazing. Uh, to me, I let that roll. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? You are, if you know when there's something wrong, your dad would know if there's something wrong. And right. he would say to you, it says, trick, man, listen, this is not going to go well. Mm -hmm. And I get, and that's the whole part of his upbringing part of it. And that's, and, and for you, you know, man, you've been, you've got, you've got like a, a, a great track record of, of DJing, of uh, media, radio, TV, uh, the Junos, um, you know, like what sort of, what like celebrities have you met? Just name a few that you've uh, met along the way. I'm not, I, listen, I know you met a ton of them, yeah. but like, like something, just share like what would be the interesting ones that you've met so far. Okay, so um, like you said, I mean, I was in radio when radio was prime time, when right. radio was the bomb, the right. shit, and everybody listened to radio. So with that said, every artist that came into town that fit on Flo's demo, they'd show up and I'd meet them. 
And, right. you know, everybody from, I became very good friends with Pasta News from De La Soul, uh, Chuck D, Public Enemy Number One. Really, uh, eh? Yeah, I met, wow. uh, I, I met Beyonce and the Destiny's Child, all of them. Are you serious, yeah, dude? Lady Gaga came in before she what? was anybody. There was Rihanna I had to take to Best Buy for an autograph signing. No way. Yeah, I met Aaliyah. I met Sean Paul. I met, like, I can, uh, uh, David Guetta, Tiesto, I interviewed Tiesto. Like, I've got all of these people that are giving, I have dropped for them and Boj came over to my house the other day and I was like playing all this shit Robin Thicke and John Legend and, and Adam from Maroon 5 Dude, Adam man. Levine and Fuck. like everybody that I met because I was in the radio business was one thing and then I've yeah. met so many people in the house music business that I played alongside with wow um, and I don't get starstruck whatsoever because when you work in radio you're not allowed to be you're not allowed right. when they come in. You're not allowed to be like, oh, my God, I'm your fate. You know what I yeah. mean? You're just, you're, oh you, God, you do this. You go, hey, Fiesto. what's going on? Yeah, you go, hey, what's going on? Good to meet you, man. Yeah. You know, right. you treat them like they want to be treated. Right. Because outside of those doors, everybody's like, oh, my God, I love you. You're the best. Like, you know, it's 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 one thing when you're an artist and somebody, the only thing they can come up to you and say is, hey, you know, like, I love your music. Right. And right. you know what I mean? Ah, can I get a picture? Ah. Like, imagine living the life of Justin Bieber, right? Right. So it's nice to be able to go into an environment where people are just, like, mad cool. Yeah, like, yeah, And I've yeah. I, I've just kind of, like, I became really good friends as well with uh, with, with Sean P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, nice. uh, Maya. Like, just, just so many people. Talib Kweli. I'm fucking honored, buddy. You're in my studio with a guy who's... Who's friends with these guys? You know. It's well, I see. This is the thing. Well, I, I draw I, the line. You know, I, I don't I'm call kidding. them my friends. I'm kidding. because they don't know who the hell I am today. I'm totally. But what you've met, you work with, you're right. associated, you've done work for them. Yeah. You know that. That's what I've sort of meant. It's not like yeah. you know, like your buddies with right. you know P Diddy. There's or a couple like Pasta News, De La Soul. We're actually like buddies, and awesome. which blow my mind because you know me, myself, and I, and all that right. stuff used to right. rock yeah, when yeah, you were yeah. a kid growing yeah. up. They were actually one of my favorite groups in the world. And when we became friends, like, I mean, he's come to my house and he's gone through my records and he's been right. on my internet. And, you know, like to, the, awesome, to this man. day when I see him, he's like, yo, what's up, Trick? And I'm like, yo, what's Fuck. up? Uh, one of the greatest rappers of all time. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's just, I it's, love it's it. crazy. I love it. It's you know, crazy. I, and I met, um, I didn't meet, I didn't meet this rapper, but good friends of mine and their producers out in, in Niagara, uh, Lucas and Adrian Reza from uh, the Gladiators. Wow. They are top fucking notch producers for hip hop. Amazing. Um, and they're, it doesn't matter what genre of music, they're amazing, amazing producers. They're big, big up friends with um, Maestro Fresh West. Maestro's a good guy. Okay. Yeah. And, and the stories they told us, and I had them on yeah. my show, the stories they're telling me about them, and, and, you know, I'm mad respect for the guy. The guy's down to earth. Yeah. You know, he is cool cat, you know, nice not guy. starstruck by by his celebrity, you know, that no. that sort of stuff. And that's what I like about it, you yeah. know. Um, he's a celebrity himself. You know, and it's like but he doesn't go and act like he's a celebrity. You right. know what I'm saying? That's right. that's a that's what I that's what I like about people who who give you the time of day right. and say, yeah. dude, man, I you know, I love your music. I you know, you can you can you talk to me for a couple minutes? Yeah, man, I'll talk to you for a couple yeah. minutes. No problem, right? Well, you know, at the end of the day, they're just they're just people and, and and that's a f the, the funny thing is we see the lights we see the pyrotechnics we see the strange right. that is right. higher than us and automatically you know they've got this talent for singing or dancing right. or whatever it is that they do and yeah. media takes over and blasts their face everywhere and then when you meet them like when i think about beyonce and i think about lady gaga and i think about rihanna and i yeah. think about pasta news and i think about chuck dean i think yeah. about sean paul and i sure. think about adam levine 
these are just people that I've been like, hey, what's up? We're like, hey, what's up, man? And you know, we crack a joke. Yeah. I'd be like, ah, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> ah, right? And then yeah. you know, you just kind of ha- you yeah. have a fun. They're literally right. just a person. That's all it is. I know. The difference is they have the marketing to back them from the record labels. Right. But outside of that, they're just people with a talent. But right. there is talent everywhere we go. You're a talent. Billy is a talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, everybody has a talent in their Everyone own. Has it. In their own absolutely, way. Man. And, absolutely, man. And there's some people that I've met that sound better than some of the people that are marketed. Yeah. Like yeah. their voice, they're just amazing, right. Right? right? So why don't we give that same respect to all mm. of the artists instead yeah. of just the ones that get the media backing? Yeah. Yeah. Because what happens with the media backing, and, and again, like I said, they're fantastic artists, yeah. but they also have a whole machine behind them oh my God, to make sure. them what they are. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. And 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 just to you know, just to conclude in, in the podcast, because we could talk for hours. Uh, you like my clock, buddy? You got a little vinyl fucking clock. Oh, that's Sorry, dope. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. Um, you know, we we just we could talk for hours and and I love it. Um, you know, I just and I'm gonna I'm going to plug a couple things here is that, you know, this Saturday uh, I'm on the Jack Man Jones show. So I'm going to be spinning a oh, live cool. two-hour set of the Mac Jones broadcast. Tyrone. Yes. So I'm going to be spinning some great music on Saturday. This Saturday, one to uh, be at one o'clock, two-hour show, one to three. Um, so I'm going to be playing the music that I'm playing tonight. I'm going to be spinning. I'm going to curate a nice set for Saturday. So tonight it's all about the podcast. No music tonight. We're just going to talk about you. Oh boy! Um, so we we've, you know, we've been talking for two hours now. Wow! You know, and it can go on. It, it's a long time, but you know what? Everyone stayed I around. Think, I don't think people want to hear anymore. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, <laughs> I could talk for hours with you about this. It is great. Um, I you know, obviously, we don't want to continue on we've got multiple shows that you're going to be on you're going to come back to the show we'll talk about i'm down you know i know you will man and we're going to have and we'll have more people in the booth we'll have because yeah. i know michelle wanted to come tonight michelle right. i know you wanted to come tonight and i'm sorry you couldn't be here tonight um but next time around you will be here we'll bring a few more people here in my studio we'll have a we'll have fuck we'll have even you spin a nice set on here Let's man do whatever it. you know what i'm saying Let's have a dance party absolutely so tell um, the wife it's time to go out with the colleagues it's uh, she's gone out for dinner so it's kind of cool so it's good i think she's back though but anyways mm-hmm. my dog i think marley's around here somewhere but uh, he's she gone. was here she he, was he here. dipped too he's like yeah this podcast yeah. taking too long but i gotta go listen tricky i want to thank you so much for being on my show tonight uh normally we keep it like an hour right, but you know yeah. what two hours went by like that and wow I, and i and i love it i thank you so much for for thank being you for here you know and it was great um and i want to thank uh nickel nine distillery for the jackie applejack whiskey you were drinking some great chianti tonight and um, and you're enjoying the the sweets, you're enjoying the hot sauce, you're enjoying, we had the Tim's we earlier, we had, we're talking about this, talking about that. You know, let's say it was Guys, great. Guys, I'm going to be posting this hot sauce as well on my Instagram. So, I love it, So man. people find out about it if they don't already know about it. But I got to tell you, like the packaging and everything, this is so professionally done. Um, Thanks, buddy. Look for Forefathers wherever you go and pick it up. Support your friends. <laughs> This is very important for artists and Thank artists you. of culinary Thank as well. You, man. Thank um, you. Because a lot of passion, like how many years did it take you guys to, to make this? And I'm talking about you guys together. Okay. So my partner took him 13 years to to perfect this. Right. 
but we launched the product. We launched the company in December right. this past year. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, to to get it to where we're at right now in over 65 stores, 63 yeah. stores across Canada, it is an amazing achievement. But but to go back to your point, we all work together in this. Right. Okay. It wasn't easy just to get it to like that. Oh, yeah. And like you said, you got to go to food scientists. Right. You've got, you, you've got to get the labeling correctly. You've got to keep Absolutely. people with allergies in mind. Yes. You have to keep, uh, you know, lawsuits out of the way because if somebody ever gets sick off your For product or sure. your product expires or yeah. it's bad. And this is all the things that people may not see about right. the food industry or right. any other industry. Right. So, unfortunately, everybody sees the end product. They don't see the work up too. So, You're right. support this man and buy some of I this. I appreciate it, man. I pre- coming for you, buddy, I really appreciate it, brother. It is www.forefathersfoodco.ca. Find all the hot sauces. When this guy makes it big with his hot sauces, we'll be talking about back and forth of our hot sauces. So, yeah. Um, and it, listen, <laughs> and it's all good. I appreciate it. Tricky, listen, brother. Thank you so much, Dave. Man. It was a pleasure being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to everyone that that came yeah. tonight. Uh, it was awesome. And you will find us on Spotify uh, at the Kitchen Mix Podcast. You will follow us on there. Uh, on YouTube, you'll see our video. You will also see uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple, whatever you have your podcast. We're going to be there. Um, there's well, G Money still here. G Man. G Money. We got to give a shout out to everybody. Little J. Little uh, J. Billy Blue Velvet. Yes. Michelle Diva. Yes. Uh, Michelle, one, two, three, four, five, triple one. Yes. Melanie. Melanie. Ty. Uh, okay, so you Cartel, know what? We want to give away. Bob Boom. Yes. So let's give away a hot sauce. I got yeah. a four pack hot sauce to give away. This is a lot of hot sauce. Okay. This will keep you in the washroom for a few <laughs> months. <laughs> it's so healthy for you. It goes right through. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I'd like to. I'd like to have Tricky just go through the the people that we've been communicating with and and so forth. Right. And he's going to pick the winner of the four pack hot sauce. This is this is a problem because <laughs> I, because I can't really choose a winner. Oh, hold on a second. I got I got Charmaine on online here. Toronto Charm. Hey, Charm. She, how are you? Unbelievable. Girl, great to see you on here tonight. But to go back to the picking the winner, mm-hmm. so you need to pick out a winner of, of the four packs. I know it's not easy for you. Right. But pick can it. We do, can we do a, uh, a skill testing question or maybe bring back a question about something that was on this show, you think? I don't know if people are going to remember it. Maybe not. Because, see, I love everybody equally. And if I, I pick know. somebody, they might think it's a favorites thing. And it's not about favorites. No, no, it's it, about. It, it, so, right off the bat, whoever you pick, it's not about being favorite. Okay. That's why I'm having you pick it. Because if it was me, I could pick somebody on here. Mm-hmm. But um, I would want you to pick it. So, um, G Money, man, you are awesome, buddy. Like, this guy is a hustler. He's a fucking awesome DJ. I love G Money. I've been to his studio when he did it, when he did his, when he does his, like, Sunday nights uh, house music party. It oh, is, we're oh all in God. there. Oh, my God. It's fucking awesome. G Money needs a liquor sponsor. <laughs> if anybody's going to make good money off a liquor sponsor, it's G Money. G, the shots <laughs> this guy does is fucking unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Okay, to go back to the winner of the, of the four pack hot sauce, of Forefathers Hot Sauce, I'm going to have. Tricky, just fucking do it, man. Whatever you just, just pick it. 
Oh man. Okay. Um I'm thinking of a number in my head between one and ten. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> put your number in the chat. Okay, so you know what? That's a good idea. Number from one to ten. Type in your number in the chat room. And the first person that gets the number wins. I will say that's the one. Okay, and now. Go. Let's see what we got. Oh, Jesus Christ, fucking, it's like blowing <laughs> 11. up. 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fucking choose that. <laughs> oh, Michelle, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, uh, three. Um, Michelle, one, two, three, four, five, triple one, one. I, I, I chose a oh, number three. Oh, yeah. I chose so a number three. One, Woo-hoo. Two, three, four, five, triple one, Michelle. You got it, Michelle. She, <laughs> she's good. G, 69. Fuck, dude. I'm going to give you one. Just for the hell of it, I'm going to fucking give you one. You know I'm going to give you one. This guy hooked me up with some great steaks. That's why he has so many kids. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, one, two, three, four, five, triple one. You are the winner of the four pack. I'm going to get a hold of you later because I know who you are. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for guys for listening, for tuning in tonight. Yeah. Two hours of talking with this fucking cool. I cat can't believe here, you guys are still around listening to us talk. It is great. It's better. It's, you it's know talk what? radio. We should. <laughs> they should hire us at News Talk Ten Ten. You know what? Yeah. We should. <laughs> you know what? Hook us up, man. <laughs> Hook I used us to up. work there actually. Hook us up. I worked there when John Tory was an announcer. Wasn't the mayor? He Dude, used to be the CEO of no, Rogers too. I know, and I, that's yeah. and I'm not a big fan of him, by yeah. the way. Oh, so. we'll save that for another show. Save another show. Actually, all three leaders, I don't think are my. Fa- they're not my favorite, so fuck them all. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, Nickel Nine Distillery, Jackie Jack's, beautiful Applejack whiskey. You got a nice Chianti you're sipping mm-hmm. with some uh, some nice sweets, guys. I want to thank everyone tuning in tonight. All the best to you guys. We are going to be, if you, in case you missed it, or in case you missed part of it, I know Charm, Charm, you've been, uh, you missed a bit of it. You can check us out on our YouTube channel or on our Spotify channel. And uh, it is unedited. This is all live. It's fucking cool, clean, and crisp. We're talking with Tricky Morera here in my studio at the Kitchen Mix Podcast, episode number nine. Love you guys. Gee, I love G-money! you, man. Love you. And guys, respect to everyone who stayed tonight. And we are yeah. signing out. And I want to say yeah. thank you so much for tuning in, buddy. Thank you again for having me, man. I love it. And See you later, uh, guys. You guys enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a good night. I'm going to play some See music you, later on next and Saturday. So Saturday, stay tuned for Jackman Jones. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and so forth. Congrats, Fo- Michelle. Yes. And follow us home. Drive home safe, tricky. Yes, yes, for he's sure. He's fine. I'll Don't fucking worry. Uber him home. I've had like four sips since <laughs> the past two hours. I still have wine. It was only filled up to here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Boj, I do got to sleep. I barely get any sleep. But anyways, listen. Yeah. We hustle, man. We're hustlers. Hustler. Hustler. Guys. Bye, Charm. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, be well. And we'll talk to you doot, soon. Doot, 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 doot. Peace out. Cheers. Doot, doot. Mm-hmm. <laughs>